The following content is strong enough for a white person, but pH balance for niggas. Start the show. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't get caught out here using the wrong deodorant, this oh, motherfucker. Man. You know, niggas say extra acidic. I was going to say, niggas got to have extra strength to everything because it's like that out here, mm. especially in 2021. <sighs> niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I'm drinking water today. <laughs> it has been. He is taking it easy. That, oh shit! You didn't see my weekend. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. It gotcha. was it was it was a long weekend. He, yeah, so he's 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 maxing and relaxing. Yeah, my liver, my liver said, "What up?" I'm gonna take a. I'm I'm one of these weeks coming up. I'm gonna take a break going into going towards episode 150. Rebuild my tolerance all over again. Uh, tonight you're going to be the last crown bender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, um, yeah, I, I, I guess we are. It, it is the countdown to episode 150. It mm-hmm. is episode 141. 141. Mm. How appropriate is that number? Wow, we're getting there. Um, how was your week, D. Randall? Uh it was a long week. Um, so I, I, I do have a conundrum. Okay. Um, but because I am a good friend, I'm going to see it through. Okay. A good friend of mine is coming to town soon. Okay. And although I have warned them about it, they want to go to the turkey leg hut. Oh, shit. Oh shit! Now, are they coming here for like a holiday weekend? Coming? I mean, coming? No, no, no. Just coming. Okay. Just coming to hang. They um, might get in. Well, you know, I did. I did let them know that you know, definitely going to the non-peak time. It's going to be midday on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Standing at the, you're going to be standing all the way back by the post office on Wheeler. <laughs> God damn it! I, th- I think during the week it should be okay. Uh, here's hoping. Well, I mean, you know what? I'm I'm a friend, so I'm willing to stand. I'll say if they want to see the shit, let them see the shit. I'm willing to line up in front of somebody's house eight blocks away. <laughs> they need the they need the full effect. They yeah. need the they need the full Houston experience. So they need the coonery. I don't, but. Uh, sometimes you sometimes you just have to see it and and deal with it to to believe it. So I'm I'm willing to endure that uh, to give them the true Houston experience. Well, going right because going forward, when when they ask what you're up to, and you be like, man, I'm just sitting my ass in the house. Yeah. They know why now. They know why. See, they that 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 all makes sense. They have to get the full Houston experience to understand. Even more when not to fuck with you. So I gotta I gotta make sure that 
take my big man towel with me. Oh yeah, fellas, you know what we talk about. You gotta take the big man towel and the sweat rag. The bro. sweat rag, yeah. You gotta, you know, what I'm saying we gotta, gotta take it. Oh, it's yeah. I gotta say, it is big man. It, it is big man season. It's it's, <laughs> it's sweat rag season. You just gotta have that motherfucker in your back pocket for at all times. Yes. Yeah. It's Houston, so you might have to take two. Might have to. Um, it, it, any little thing helps. Um, my week was not terribly uh, eventful. They still got you on hold. I gave up. I gave up. I have a new plan. Damn. I'm just. I'm, and then here's the thing about unemployment. All all bets are off as far as, um, as far as the additional like pandemic bonuses and shit. Texas ain't getting the pandemic bonus. They're already they're 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 already encouraging people. They're already encouraging states to lift work search uh, restrictions. So I'd be looking. I'd be applying places anyway. So I might as well just get ahead of that shit, which I have been doing. I got a call back from. I'm not gonna put their name out there, but it's definitely a private security team of ex cops. And I don't think they know I'm a nigga. Niggas can't be fucking with the ops. And not for that pay. Not for that pay Monday through Friday. Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good, Chief. It's cool. I was gonna walk in and they was gonna see I was a nigga and I wasn't gonna get the job anyway, so they, 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 you were gonna walk in. They were gonna take you down. <laughs> Open and shut case, Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah. So episode one, uh, one forty one. Shout out to all my new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Um, glad you're here. Not sure how you got here. I, I, I really wish somebody would have told y'all. <laughs> well, afraid. obviously someone told you because you're here, but. Obviously, they didn't tell you everything. I don't think they gave you the full story. I don't think, you know, and I hate, and I hate that people, you know, have written the book on us or that there is a book on us. But whatever the book may be, I don't feel like everybody who invites people to the show has read it. Because <laughs> this is two hours of negatory, pure unadulterated grade A. Hundred percent pure blue magic niggatry. We say unadulterated a lot. What is adulterated? I've never, I've never supervised, heard supervised. Well, no, I've I never heard know. anyone use the word adulterated in a sentence. Now that I think about it, that's a good, that's a, that's a good point. It's just a weird thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if I, and I feel like if we break, I feel like if we break down the roots, nah. Of said word, I, I don't think we're gonna. I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna like the answers anyway. No, it's fine. Um. Uh. Yeah. Shout out to my new listeners. Shout out to my old listeners. My day ones. Um. Shout out to everybody on the Spotify's, on the SoundClouds, on the Googles and Apples and iHearts and everywhere else you find us. Yeah. Um. Thank you guys for giving us like six consecutive months of growth. Right. Like I'm. I'm really excited about that. Like our, I'm just like our floor, like our minimum amount of listeners is a beast. Yeah, and I'm grateful for it. Um, special shout outs go to Del P from the Man Cave podcast. Mm. 
um, featured on Facebook Live, I want to say on Thursday nights. Um, also, shout outs go to. I had another podcast. Uh, oh, the, the Brooklyn Girls Academy is always shouting us out. Um, I like what they do. I like what. Um, oh, um, oh, Lala shouted us out about the merch. There's new merch. Yeah. There's new merch. Give that an air horn. Uh, hit that with the air horns, man. Titties merch. We got new titties merch. Uh, my eyes are up here. <laughs> I feel like that one's gonna be a gonna be a smash. Um, y'all like the titties merch, so we gave y'all some more. Upcoming is new. We are the culture merch. I think you're gonna like the new one. Um, that will be coming out Friday, I think. Yeah, that will come out Friday. All right, let's go. Um, yeah, in fact, let's go ahead and hit that with the air horns. Um, just go to the opinionswildblack.com website. There you will find a button to get your merch. Get your merch. Shout us out uh, when you receive it. Pictures are encouraged and welcome. Especially for the titty shirts. Especially the titty shirts. I can't say that very loudly. We don't have enough pictures of y'all sporting the titties merch. And I know y'all are out there. He said we, but he really means himself. I mostly mean myself. Um, I'm staying out of it. Also, we have a new we have a new thing that I had not talked to Randall about in the rundown. Oh shit. If you go to the if you go to the website, there's a button. Mm-hmm. There's a button for you all to donate to us. Let's go. You can donate um uh it's a little link to the PayPal. You can donate whatever you know, whatever you got. You know, if you hear something you like uh, you feel good about an episode, you feel good about an episode, to drop something in the tip jar, please go ahead and do that. The liquor bill is high. And, you know, as you can tell, the more we drink, the more interesting we become. It's true. It's true. Y'all have heard it for yourselves. We're like the ugly girl in the club. You you've know. had, you've gotten, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. You, you have like 140 episodes of proof that the drunker we are, the funnier we are. Yeah. Buy us a drink. Keep us drunk. You know um, what I'm saying? You know. Keep us drunk. All the all of this goes to the interest of making this a better podcast. We are definitely the beer goggles of podcasting. Shout out to my sister Latanza. She called us the Kappa Beach Party of Podcasts. Hold up, man. Hold hold up, hold up. <laughs> nah, don't 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 air horn that just yet. I gotta understand the context of that one first. It was one of the episodes with Euphonic. Where we were getting, I think it was the one where you fell out of the chair again, maybe. Okay, so we're the the actual beach party of podcasting, correct? Not necessarily affiliated with the campus, uh, correct? Okay, air correct. horns allowed. Air horns allowed. Thank you. We were just we were. It was that lit time. Okay. You know, she could have said the freak Nick, and it would it would have still okay. applied. I I just had to understand right. the context. No, no. If no. I'm affiliated with campus in any way, no, we're we're definitely taller than five seven. Um, we 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 wipe with the sweat rack. We don't dab, <laughs> and we also don't. We're also not grown men with a swing set. Oh, um, wow! I said it. Uh, let's see. I uh, want to open up with love. So flowers this week go to someone I never thought I'd give flowers to on this podcast. Cat Williams. Wow, sober Cat Williams. A, a very sober Cat Williams. 
he has been making the rounds. I I don't know what this movie is he's selling, but um, he's definitely been making the rounds. And you can definitely he's definitely a, a more mature, sober, more focused Cat Williams, mm-hmm. who's kind of leaning into that elder statesman vibe. Um, he was on he. Uh, I heard him on Van Lathan's podcast as well, but the, um, he made the rounds on social media for um, his quote on the Joe Budden podcast. Uh, Joe is getting out there talking to people. Like, you know, usually he'll just call up his rapper friends. And well, I mean, Joe got Joe to gotta keep whatever he can get. This right is true. Because Ice and Ish apparently are not. Are not it. Yeah. Or not it. I wish I had that sound effect of Russell Crowe and Gladiator. This is not it. This is not it. Um, so he was talking to Cat Williams about cancel culture. And um, one of my favorite things that Cat Williams has ever said. I'll, actually, I'll just let him speak for himself. Let me get this going. Mm-hmm. Without without uh, judgment and repercussion from cancel culture. Or if you or ask all of culture. the people that didn't make it to the NBA, if you ask them if we just lowered the goal down another foot, <laughs> they will all tell you they make it. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes the out of bounds, but the out of bounds got to be there, or you'll run up in the stands, right? Mm. So some of these things are for the benefit of everything. Nobody likes the speed limit, but it's necessary. Nobody likes the shoulder of the road, but it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, my point is, people um, weren't all that extremely funny back when they could say whatever they wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, there's no cancel culture. Cancellation doesn't have its own culture. That was people of color. That was us policing our own culture. That was people without a voice being trashed by people just because they had a bigger name than them and more money than them and a better office than them. They could sweep them up under the rug like they didn't matter. I don't know what people we think got canceled that we wish we had back. I don't even know who the, who are they. Mm. It, it's done for the reasons it's done for, and it helped who it helped. Um, if all that's going to happen is we have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk, isn't that what we want anyway? I'm saying your job as a comedian is to please the most amount of people with your art. So if you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. Mm-hmm. Dirty bitch ain't been taken away. You can say that. <laughs> but don't call somebody this word when you know this affects all of these people. Don't use the R word when you really mean people on the spectrum. Don't mm-hmm. don't say yeah. this word instead of saying autistic. Don't say this word instead of saying little people. Look, if these are the confines that keep you from doing the craft God put you to, then That's it so probably good. ain't for you. You're telling That's all. So, dirty bitch. Dirty bitch is still is, is still out there. It's still safe. Thank God, dirty bitch is still safe. I, I just on a personal note, I could not be happier. If they ever come for eat a black owned dick, then you and I are in trouble. <laughs> I just, it, it, 
and Cat Williams is not. Don't get me wrong. He is in a very much a minority in the in in the popular comedian circles that seem to be at the forefront all the time about um, cancellation, about censorship, about things like that. And it it's good to hear it from somebody as outspoken as Cat Williams, right? And it's and the point that he raises is a valid one in that. You can't. Your your audience your audience dictates what what they will tolerate, right? And those tastes may change over time. I mean, just think. Um, you know, barely a hundred years ago, it was. You know, one one thing that was considered entertainment was white people dressing up in blackface and Correct. tap dancing. Correct. That was a popular thing at the time. Um, over time. For various reasons, those tastes have changed. Unless you're in a college frat, those <laughs> those tastes have changed. Shit. And the audience of today doesn't appreciate minstrel shows in the same way they did a hundred years ago. You 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 can't operate under the the assumption that because it was funny back then, that is funny now, or that if it was funny back then, it doesn't have to be unpacked like I watched the Dukes of Hazard as a kid mm-hmm. not knowing the full history of the ge- of what the General Lee meant mm-hmm. not knowing the 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 culture that that whole you know that Hazard County that that made up place surrounded man I had a whole I had a whole ass Dukes of Hazard shirt with a Same. Confederate flag on it and wore that shit proudly I had a I had a poster like them with like Daisy Duke like Catherine Bach at the time as Daisy Duke. She did not have any ass. No, but no, but the, you know, even comedians now who have been around for a while, who and I, I mean I'll, I'll throw examples like Martin Lawrence for example. I used to find Martin very funny. You know, his his sitcom is still my favorite sitcom of all time. Right. I used to think that he was funny on Def Comedy Jam. Right, he, he told a lot of dick and pussy jokes back yes, then. Yes, he did. I saw Martin three or four years ago, telling the same dick and pussy jokes. It hit a lot different now. It hits much different, correct? And it, and it's you know when you mature and your tastes mature and you you realize like I don't have to deal with such puerile um, comedy. You're just like eh, it's not really the lick. A lot of a lot of comedy back in the day was uh, homophobic. It was transphobic. Correct. It 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 um, you know a lot of it made fun of people with with various disabilities. It, it, it you know very misogynistic. It, it made and you know the tastes of that time allowed for it. Um, We're more educated now, right? It's yeah, and we have more access to said education, and 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 other people have voices to say. We don't appreciate you laughing at our expense, and so many comedians have adjusted that to say, "Okay, I understand. You don't want us just like black folks don't." Imagine, imagine if Dane Cook made jokes about black folks all the time. You know, black folks be like this, black folks be like that. A lot of us would not appreciate that, especially since Dane Cook isn't very isn't funny, funny at all, no. right? I can make. 
I can make monster noises in the microphone too. Right. Louis C.K. When I really rocked with Louis C.K. was borderline <laughs> offensive yeah. a lot of times, even with the even with the racial stuff, the n-word joke. Yeah. So your audience is allowed to dictate what they will and, and, and won't accept. And if you lean into it too hard and they want to cancel you, um, sure, you can look at it as cancellation. That's just people saying, I'm not fucking with that. And who is gone, honestly? And I, you know, I've evolved on this. Who is gone that we missed where it was like, damn, we did them, we did them so bad? Nobody. The, the, Even Chrisette Michelle is making the rounds again. I'm, you know, the I... The only person this, is, this has worked on is Daniel Caesar. And he I, asked us to cancel him. I'm still kind of tight about Louis C.K., Getting himself out there like that, because I for a while, man, I really did rock with Louis. I liked the Louis show on, uh, excuse me, on FX. Yeah, I really liked it. But you know, when when he did what he did, I was just like, yeah, I can't really, I can't really rock with that. Yeah, that's the line, you know. And he could have, he could have done the Aziz and Sorry and step back, even though you know he crossed <laughs> the line a lot further than Aziz did. That only works, and that only works so much for Aziz. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I, <laughs> they did a, they did a Z so bad, he can't even be the main character of his own it? fucking show he, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I want, it, it, and Louis C.K. It was and, about Lena Waithe the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Louis C.K. could take a note from Bill Burr. Bill Burr, you know, there, there have been times where Bill Burr could have cross that line that was that was a that, that was, was strong. strong you you okay that was strong the, the last crown bender <laughs> was strong that it might be the name of this episode <laughs> but bill burr was bill burr was on the verge of it and you he know he was around the edge but you know being married to that black woman she probably sat him down like hey chill out bro let me let me let me holler at you for a quick second uh, look that pussy embargo is a mean motherfucker <laughs> Let me just tell you that, um, you know, when your when your significant other is too involved in the in, in the you know in the hustle, whatever your hustle may be, mm-hmm. and they put their foot down about that shit, the effects are felt. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll never forget. Uh, you know, I'll never forget Joe Budden when he was still with old girl, um, and even even after they broke up, because they had a kid together, was like. Hey, bro, you can stop talking about me on this fucking podcast now. <laughs> we ain't hear shit about her ever again. Nope. You better go to the blogs. You better go to Lipstick Alley if you want to hear about this shit. Um, but, yeah, Bill Burr gets in. Even he almost got the fuck out of here. They really almost got him the fuck out of here riding with Gina Carano. <laughs> but Bill Burr ain't going nowhere. But I said, yeah. But all that to say, like... And don't get me wrong. I understand that there is a sector of kind of the 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 mob, that mob that goes a little too far sometimes. But it's low-hanging fruit that we don't like like the people that want to cancel fucking Sleeping Beauty. No one's taking that seriously. People are really doing it. Uh, so the thing with Sleeping Beauty is that they want to get Sleeping Beauty the fuck out of here because the prince supposedly kissed her without consent. 
and that that's a that's a demonstration of of an advance without consent even though you have you can't subtract the mystical element from it and that he was saving her life that like that kiss is the equivalent of mouth to mouth resuscitation and if someone's dying and they can't breathe much less talk you can't ask for consent. I mean, if they're if they're conscious, you can, but you can't ask for consent. Then you're saving their life. That is the mystical, sci-fi, magical fantasy version of mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Didn't the same thing? Isn't that how the Snow White shit went? First of all, she got poisoned. Prince had to kiss her. First of all, y'all putting too much thought into this shit. Second of all, Sleeping Beauty don't really slap like that. Not at all. Now, I, I will say, like, the 2021 version of Sleeping Beauty is a woman that slaps the shit out of you because you, you woke her up from her nap. Well, that's the fifth element. Yeah. He uh, tried to kiss the girl and she got up and put, put the gun in Bruce Willis' head. I'm sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> right. The fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? I work six days a week? The one day I want to sleep? give a fuck about that dragon it wasn't bothering me shit i'm way the fuck up here in the tower the fuck they gonna do to me i'm good and even if it was about the, nigga you can't just pick you can't carry me out this motherfucker i can't you a, ain't you a shining white knight or whatever i can think of a much worse fate than to like be sentenced to a nap that's because we 30 and 40 30 and 40 plus yeah nigga, i wish i was saying i wish like, i was like Damien, you've been a bad boy. That's, a, that's the best magic spell of all time. I'm going to sentence you to go to sleep. Please. Where? By all means. Where? Let me go ahead and call my job right now. Can I turn the AC up and grab a blanket, please? You show motherfucking right. Shit. Go on. How long? Go on and just put opinions while black on repeat. And we can just go through that playlist. Just, How about that? Just start from episode one, one. <laughs> and make your way up to episode one forty one. Let me wake up then. You know what I'm saying? Let me wake up then. Facts. Shit. Man, that's a lot of hours, man. Bro, I'm just saying. Um, some of y'all are doing it. And oh, congratulations to y'all. First of all, uh, some I have to no, I have to stop and applaud this again. Some of y'all have been binging this shit from episode one. And God bless you. I can't even do that. I can't listen to that much of me back-to-back binging. I can't do it. I'm not going to listen to this episode once we're done with it. Facts! <laughs> Are you fucking crazy, man? Y'all, y'all, y'all the ride or dies. Mm. We, we appreciate y'all. Um, but, yeah, like I said... There are people that take this shit a little too far with the canceling and, you know, with some of the unpackings that we do about shit. Uh, I got into it with a woke influencer that shall remain nameless uh, about Black Panther, how he said Black Panther was anti-black. And you can't engage. I have to learn this. You can't engage all of the idiots. You can't because it because eventually you just it's annoying and you and for some of us you internalize it, man. You can't engage all of the stupid ass people. You can actually engage none of them. You can engage none of them. You can always say nothing. That's what I do. That's and, and God bless Randall. He does not engage on this shit at all. But 
so thank you, Cat Williams, for having a lucid, sober hit. It, hit him with the air horns. A lucid, sober telling of why the pushback on cancel culture is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and please stay off the drugs, Cat Williams. We like you like this, man, because you sounded great. You sounded great. I know part of this is you're probably on contract because you're pushing whatever this movie is you're pushing. We like this Cat Williams. Yeah. I, you know, and he, everybody makes mistakes, but we like this guy. We like this Cat Williams. I want to hear more from this elder statesman yeah. with wisdom and kindness and grace and knowledge to drop. I see you still sweating out your perm, boo boo. <laughs> yeah, we see. We want to celebrate uh, Magic Mike. Was that his? Was that his name, Magic Mike? Who? What, what, uh, uh, from the the pimp, Money Mike. Money Mike. Money okay. Mike. Magic Mike is that's the a, strippers. Yeah, that's Channing Tatum. Okay, and some shit that I've never seen. That I will never watch. Um, on to humans ain't shit. <clears throat> okay, y'all. To start this off, Friday, Thursday night, rather, I got restricted for like 24 hours from Facebook. Like they threw me in what they call Facebook jail, Aww. what the kids call Facebook jail, because I called, it, I called Monica Coon. I called Monica Coon for the reasons that I cited at the end of yesterday's uh, yesterday of last week's podcast, um, and her taking this hard stance on women in bonnets, black women in bonnets, and y'all did not. It it happened last week. Y'all did not. Y'all have not shut the fuck up about it since. And it's the most ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous debate a human being can possibly have on the social medias. It's stupid. It's stupid. Y'all niggas were riding for rompers a few years ago for niggas in rompers. Now all of a sudden women in bonnets are a problem. And Monique went out of her way to say oh what happened to class and oh you black queens and this that and the third. So I got restricted. I got I, I I went against community guidelines or some shit on Facebook for calling Monica Coon. Well, in Facebook's defense, that was a little racist. And I was and I felt a way about it. And I texted a friend of mine. Now she was a little put out about it. Look at the coon. Why would you call Monica Coon? I said because she was on some coon ass shit. And. Recount, we recounted the bonnet issue. I, don't, I I hate to call it an issue, but an issue it is apparently because of you niggas and y'all are bored and y'all ready to get the fuck out of the house. Um, it was women at an airplane at a at an airport wearing bonnets to protect their hair during the flight because hair costs a lot of money to get done. And they should not have to fuck that off on a plane flight. They can at least they can at least let one or two niggas see it before they sweat it out. That's my feeling. Hair costs a lot. Hair costs a lot of fucking money. I'm I'm just learning about this because I'm having to look into what I'm going to do with all of my hair. 
Um, mm-hmm. Women gotta buy the hair. Women gotta find somewhere to to gotta find someone to pay to put the hair in. I'm sure there are supplies like glue and all that shit that they gotta pay for. I I don't know for certain, but I would imagine that that is the case. There's a lot involved. I mean, but you know, my thing with Monique is. Well, wait. Let me go ahead. Oh, let let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and and, and break it down. Oh, I, I'm not going to take too long. Let me go ahead and break yeah. it down, though. Um, and her thing was like, well, I can see where what she said was problematic, but does she have to be a coon? And my immediately, we come from kind of a di- kind of a different, a different different angles on just how we interact on social media altogether. She doesn't social media as much as I do. I am one of those people who have just seen it, who have just seen the the, the ugliness of the world and have been through the shit and just am, am hardened by it, like Rick on The Walking Dead. Mm. <laughs> you know, Yvette Nicole Brown always says Rick Rick had seen too much. And so my thing was that I call when I call somebody a coon, and yes, I am willing to go back in retrospect and say that maybe that was a bit much, but it was not unfounded. See, my problem with Monique is not just the fact that she called out black women for wearing bonnets in public. It's the fact that her track record doesn't look great when you add when you add all these things up. It doesn't. It doesn't look good at all because I'm very sensitive about the way celebrities treat the same demographic that they that they call to support them. Yeah. We didn't need to be we didn't need to be looking our best and looking like kings and queens or whatever the fuck you said. We didn't need to be all that when it was time to support your shows, to buy tickets to your shows, to buy the DVDs back in the day. We didn't. We didn't need to be dressed our best when you wanted the numbers to go up and when we to stream it. We didn't need to be dressed our best when it was time to uh, boycott Netflix. We didn't. We didn't need to be dressed our best when we defended you against Steve Harvey when he told your ass to shut up and just play ball in Hollywood and told you to get some more shut the fuck up in your life. We said that was nasty and we didn't need to be dressed our best to support you then. And we, and I say we as in uh, the culture, I was not among those people because I am not a fan because I've never thought Monique was funny. Um, we showed up for you. Just and, and this is how you repay us. With respectability politics and shit. And my friend was like, look, she's of that generation. They're not worried about respectability politics. They're not, they're not having those discussions. They're having those discussions about how we represent ourselves. Yep. But things change. And we're, of the, and we're of the generation where no matter how we represent ourselves, we deserve to be treated with dignity and respect as human beings. Right. And I have to remember that when I see folks in Walmart wearing slippers. And pajamas. I have to remember not to judge. But it, but and there's but it, it's just that there's so many things she missed. Yeah. Now, 
and my friend brought up, and again, this is not me slamming my friend. This is me. This is me offering her devil's advocate, not even devil's advocate, because she had points. Because me calling Monika Kuhn in this regard was a little extreme because her intention was not malicious. Yeah. And I do have to remember that our elders are there to impart the benefits of their wisdom and judgment. And that we could do to listen to our elders a little more. Mm-hmm. Having said that, do I think women at the airport that were just trying to protect their hair for a plane flight need that wisdom right at that moment? No. I think they knew what they were doing. I think they had a right to do it. And also they probably wouldn't have given a fuck if you had an opinion about it. Agreed. And my other thing is that if we're going to criticize our own, I, I believe we have to have a demonstrated record of said criticism mm-hmm. for our oppressors that get away with doing the exact same thing. White women been walking around in their damn pajamas for decades mm. with complete fucking impunity. So until I, and so right there, I was like, until I see a video of you reprimanding them for that, go ahead and shut the fuck up. Teach these devils. And until I see you reprimanding black men for walking around in do rags all day, mm. I used to be one of them. I'm not downing. I'm not. I'm not throwing black men under the bus. Walking around in do rags with complete impunity. So I see a demonstrated record of you chastising them for that. Again. Shut the fuck up. Let's go. Jesse Williams. I mean, Jesse Williams said in a different context, but that's that's what I took from that. Is that if you're gonna if, if if you're gonna rail on what we do, I need I need you to show a demonstrated record of saying that about the oppressor. And Monique doesn't have that. As a matter of fact, since we're talking about her track record, this is the same person that caked for racist ass Roseanne, who called maybe it wasn't Michelle Obama, it was it, Susan Rice, maybe it was, called her like a monkey or something or the. I thought the bitch was white. All that bullshit. And so far, all I've seen, I saw her cape. So right there, when I see that you've caped for a white woman, a racist white woman, and now you're shooting down black women, what am I left to call you? But your intention was not malicious, so I'm not going to call. So I'm not going to call Monica Coon. And maybe I and maybe I acted too, and maybe I acted a little hastily, a little. Mm. So I can understand where that would come from, and maybe the name calling doesn't serve us. Maybe the name calling doesn't serve us, but that's not really why y'all come to this podcast. So the name calling will probably continue. It, it might intensify. I will say it's probably going to get worse. No one us. But I am willing to. I am willing to point out when I have gone. A, ye- a yeet too far. And I'm willing to point it out now before I get too drunk. Uh, I was going to say, like, that's been for like 140 something. 100 percent. <laughs> so not to go. And, I, and, and we can and we can get off of this. But to finish it off all together. 
yes, we can learn something from the generation before us. But I need to see that the generation before us is also teachable. Yet life ain't stopped. You can keep living and you can keep learning. We encourage you to keep living and keep learning because we need y'all. And we need y'all to be present in these conversations, but we need y'all to have all the system updates available to you. Yep. This, is the, this was the problem with Bernie Sanders. He meant well. He was just a few system updates short. And so it looks tone deaf when you jump out there. And we want, we want Monique to be here. We want her to be part of the conversation. But I need, to, I need you to be teachable as well. I don't care if I get to 60. I'm willing to uh, uh, I'm willing to say that I don't know every fucking thing and that some of the things that uh, some of the some of the, the the things that I grew up with we don't need anymore. Respectability politics has no place at the table anymore. Henry Louis Gates. I if you're playing Opinions While Black Bingo, go ahead and pull your scorecard out cuz I was about to I was about to say my favorite thing about respectability politics. If Henry Louis Gates, the most respectable looking motherfucker ever in black America, can get hemmed up by the police for trying to get into his own house. With a key. With the fucking key. Guess what? Bonnet, no bonnet, do-rag, no do-rag. You can still get fucked up out here. Why don't we focus on that? Song of the week. That's really odd. Randall, did you have anything? I don't give a fuck about Monique. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was sitting here like maybe I'm maybe I'm a little hasty in calling Monique a coon. No, I, I, Randall is sitting there like, mm, all right. I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I've never, I've never found her entertaining. I've never found her interesting. I've never cared about things that she said or done. Um. And I'm sure that those young women who boarded that plane don't give a fuck what she says about their bonnets. In that context, nor should they. Yeah. So. And, and and I think that's I think people keep forgetting that that is the heart of this discussion. Is that may, maybe maybe we could have that discussion if it weren't a reasonable thing to protect your hair for right. a plane flight. And and it's a one-sided discussion. They don't have the ability to, to respond to her. They don't have the same platform to engage her in that discussion. So it's just, it's it's a one-sided discussion where she gets to say what the fuck she wants to say, however misguided she may be, and the people that she's talking about don't have the opportunity to challenge her. I don't give a fuck about Monique. That's true. That's facts. Song of the Week, um... Get a little summer slow jam in. Mm. Uh, this is uh, this is Audrey Nuna. The name of the song is Space. You're gonna want to pour yourself something for this. This song definitely slaps. Pour yourself something. There we go. Get comfortable. We're gonna have a good podcast. And we will be back with more opinions while black. I'm not gonna get too comfortable sitting right here next to you. Let's go. I'm under covers, I'm under water, but I didn't know. 
was Audrey Nuna with Space. Man, listen. That's a fucking slap, bro. Man, listen. <laughs> I immediately I immediately had to do some searches. He went straight to the YouTube. I went to the YouTubes, checked out the live version, added to one of my Spotify playlists. Bro, that is a fucking slap. That That's... I, 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 that's a slap, dog. I got to <laughs> say, I, I fuck with that heavy, man. That, that's that's going to be on repeat. I don't say that a lot. That's going to be on repeat. Got that summer slow jam vibe to it. Anybody, anybody that hangs out, that has ever hung out with me on a Friday night, shout out hashtag Friday night re-up. Uh, anybody that's hung out with me on a Friday night just kicking it, listening to music, knows that is my exact lane. Like, that is that, that, is that summer slow jam Fucking um, uh, Sabrina Claudio, Janae Iko Lane. That is that shit. That's my at work need some social distancing. Right. <laughs> Take Cent- a hint music. To center yourself. I just need some <laughs> space. <laughs> Back up two steps. Let me close the door to this office. Thank you. Shit. 
Thank you for participating. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know the, those days are those days are, are going away. Those days are fading away with the the social distancing oh, yeah. movement. Oh yeah, they've already uh, the, the 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 mask mandate at the job is now no longer mandatory. Oh shit. It's it's encouraged. It's encouraged. Preferred. But it's not required. Oh man. It's about to be on and popping. Yeah, boy. Um and then like I think August second or something, it all goes away. Oh, it's on and popping. So y'all, we we got like two months. You know, it's it's yeah. you know, hot everything summer. Yeah it is. And then, you know, we go back to full raw dog and some oxygen. Man, it's... Even though some of y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all been about that life for a whole year. I will say, some of y'all been ready. Some of y'all been ready to get down with the get downs. Um, I'm a little afraid. I'm still I'm still dealing with uh, some anxiety about going out and being next to y'all. Um there was actually there was a little event that was supposed to go down first. I mean, it got rained out, of course, because this is the rain season. This it's been wishy washy as fuck. Um, but I, even then, I was I was going back and forth. And, uh, maybe I could put some clothes on and no. Uh, and I just I just sat right right back down and kept playing Mass Effect. <laughs> um, Your virgin lungs ain't ready for that. Not ready. Not ready. Um, so. What do we got here on the rundown? Uh, Clarence Williams the third passed at eighty nine years old. Damn. Clarence Williams the third um, is definitely a huge part of black cinema culture. Made, uh, you made, know him from something. Made tales from the hood tolerable. Marginally, played, it was hit or miss. Played Kalinga, and I'm gonna get you sucker. Yeah, I'm gonna get you sucker. I most notably know him as Prince's father in Purple Rain. You know, um, also, as long as we're as long as we're there, Prince. Today is Prince's birthday. Mm. Prince would have been sixty three. Yep. Shout out to Gemini season. We out here, out here, out here. Hit him, hit him with it. Hit him with it. Um, yeah, Clarence Williams the third was definitely a big part of. Uh, Black cinema culture, Link from the Mod Squad. My mom, mm. <laughs> that was the first one. My mom came out with the most. <laughs> she hit me with the Mod Squad throwback. I mean, I mean that's you know that's that's from her time. That that's I mean, I was a Nick at Night kid, so I watched it. I seen it. You know, I was into it. Um, I liked him better than Omar Epps. Yeah, you forgot about that one. <laughs> No, <laughs> did not forget about that one. <laughs> Chose not to talk about that one. <laughs> I always know. I always know a movie's a little suspicious when they from that from that uh, era when they kept giving Giovanni Ribisi work. Wow, um, like he was he was the one kid who came out who came out of that movie with like little or no career. He can be a good actor. Nobody saw that movie and said, you know who's going to make it out of this movie? Josh Brolin. <laughs> Look, Josh Brolin was in Goonies. Oh, yeah, he yep. was. Okay, he was, he was a Goonie. He was, the, he was the Goonie brother. Yeah, he was okay. the older brother. Put yeah. some respect on his name. Yeah. <laughs> Classic movie. Yeah. One of the greatest. I, you know what? The more I watch it as an adult, 
the more I say to my, you know what, the Goonies was hard. Hey, you guys. Yeah, yeah, Goonies was hard. Come on, man. And they not, and you know what? As long as we're in, you know, it's Asian American season where we're appro- appreciating the Asian American. I have to say, one of my favorite characters, who it may be a little racist to say. In Asian American cinema, mm-hmm. is probably Data. Data, it's a little racist, but we can take it. Data was the man. <laughs> We're black, so we can rock with it. It's true. It's true. Um, uh, one of my favorite scenes, two of my favorite scenes. Well, Data was the man, but in another Spielberg film, uh, Short Round, mm-hmm. race, oh. another racially problematic also character. Racist. Yeah, but my favorite scene ever. At, y'all, people know I'm an Indiana Jones fanatic. Um, Even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I don't know what you're talking about, and that movie doesn't exist. Okay, I was just just being certain. That was a trick question. Um. <laughs> so the in in Temple of Doom, where yeah. Short Round frees all the little kids, yeah. and gets in the fight with the Maharaja and all that shit. Yeah. All he goes through this whole like fifteen minute fight sequence just for Harrison Ford's cranky ass to turn around and go, Hey, short round. Quit quit fooling around with that kid. <laughs> I love that shit. I, I I love Indiana Jones. That is my shit. Um but yeah, uh Clarence Williams the throws in a lot of stuff and I most notably know him as Prince's father in Purple Rain. Yeah. Um Tales from the Hood. There was something else where he just fucked me up in that movie. I can't think of what it is. Um, and he is he is running the gamut. Like he was the oh, I consider him the original Keith David. Ah, that's an interesting point. That's how I feel. Like he was in that lane. Like I feel like Keith David picked up the slack where he left off. I forgot he was in a he was in Deep Cover. Oh shit! He was in deep cover. God damn! It's two pickup. Sugar Hill, Hoodlum. He was. He, he was, was in Hoodlum. Yeah, Hoodlum. Hoodlum might be the one you're thinking about. No, he was in American Gangster. You're right. He was, he was Bumpy, Bumpy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can't find the heart of anything. That was such a that was such a hot line about how business had grown from the mom and pop. Yeah, that was a hot line, and it got completely. Thrown, got lost in like all the hard acting that went into that movie <laughs> because he died at the beginning. But that was a that was a hard line. I've never I've never lost sight of because he died and to prove his point, like you couldn't find anybody in the store to call nine one one, and it was just just this big ass like five and dime. Yeah, y'all don't know nothing about five and dime. Mm. This big ass five and dime, where you know you 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 couldn't even hear a pin drop, and Denzel trying to get an ambulance for this man, and it just proved Bumpy's point. You can't find the heart of anything to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um. So yeah. Um. A, a life a, a life well lived, a career to be proud of. Clarence Williams the third. Uh, rest in power. We love you. We miss you. Shout out! All, shout out to all the memes for his role in Half Baked. <laughs> God damn! You reminded me of Half Baked. Yeah. Oh man, you gonna have me going in the Wayback Machine this whole fucking episode. Um, on a slightly more somber note, 
Uh, Lil Dirk's brother was killed in a shooting in Chicago. Um, very sad. I, it feels like anything I have to say about all the shooting is just repetitive at this point. What the fuck? We're at a point where people are dying before I even have a chance to go. I don't know who the fuck that is. Here's another one for you. This was not. A, I mean, this was not a shooting. But uh, Lil Loaded, who was on the way up, he was a Texas rapper. He was on now. He wasn't. He wasn't up, up, but he was on the way up. And like the young kids, like the twenty year olds, knew about it. I don't know who the fuck that is. But he he died uh, at twenty, suicide. Damn, fucking crazy. And it just goes to show, the outside may be opening up, but I there is there is still a lot of. Psychological trauma to account for, and there are a lot of people who are not going to respond well to it opening up. Even again, even at my job, seeing and this is like very small compared to obviously someone that's dealing with suicide. Even seeing people who for a year have craved getting back to normal, watching people get back to normal has been a traumatic experience for them. So you know. Please take extra special care of your friends out there who are more prone to anxiety or more prone to suicidal thoughts. Um, even though we're getting back to a space that people have wanted to get back to, it's still going to be an adjustment for people to return to that. And, Agreed. And for a lot of people, we don't know what people have been harboring inside. Not at all. Especially over the last year. So be cognizant of that and, and, and be kind to people. Have grace. Yes. I, and not to get too lost back in the Monique thing, but I do want to say, like, my friend that I had this discourse with, one of her points about me going easy and calling her a coon and that kind of thing was that one thing that the pandemic has shown us is the 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 the, the virtue of showing grace. And maybe offering, uh, and maybe offering, or having a little extra understanding of where the other side is coming from. Now, don't get me wrong, because I don't want you niggas to think I'm getting soft. If I look at the other side, and the other side is ridiculous or malicious, mm -hmm. I'm still coming after that ass. Yeah, we still have a podcast to do, and. Pretty historically, the third leg of the podcast is savage. Hence us becoming Houston's most savage podcast. Hit them with those fucking air horns. Uh, so, you know, don't think I'm getting soft, but in my old age, I am, in, in my big age, in this podcast is, in this podcast big age of, of three coming up, Damn. lessons can be learned. Uh, so, uh, shout out to my wonderful, lovely West Indian friend. Thank you for that bit of wisdom. Um, Wagwan. Wagwan. I don't even know if that's appropriate, but. No, not really. <laughs> no, no. Not all West Indians are Jamaican, Damien. <laughs> hit me with the air horn. Look. Look. The. the there is a degree of there is a degree of patois that goes that that is universal across the West Indian diaspora. 
Suck passe. No. No. <laughs> no. That's Haitian. No. Stop dating. Yeah, right. You, got, you, 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 have to, you have to be around West Indian people enough. And I'm not going to butcher any of it with my bad West Indian accent. I know two Jamaicans <laughs> and an Aruban. Really? Yeah. Okay. I never meet Aruban. He looks Mexican, though. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So, uh, what else is going on? Oh, there was a now there was a shooting in Florida, and I believe someone was killed, and the baby was identified in the incident. But it turns out he was not doing any. He was just he was there, but he wasn't doing any of the shooting, and they had to let him go. And now they have two suspects. Um, I feel like when I wrote that down for the rundown, that story was a little hotter before they found the two suspects. <laughs> Because uh, the baby seems to be perpetually in some shit. Um, niggas with money got to stay away from trouble, man. I, I don't see how they... <sighs> niggas, look, niggas with money got to stay home or they just have to stay the fuck away from Florida, Atlanta, or Chicago. At least while we're still adjusting to outside being open. Just for a little longer. You know... When we get into the dog days of summer, I, there's nothing else I can tell you. There's nothing, I can teach you no more. <laughs> you, don't, you don't always have to be in the streets. You don't, man. I, and I hate to be the old fogey that says, sit the fuck, that says sit the fuck down and just stay to yourself. There's too much money going around. There's too, much pe- there's too many people that make too much money off of you, including yourself, including in some, hopefully, many cases, your family. Sometimes you just got. I, is it worth it? If I was rich, y'all would see a lot of footage from like, and I was out there like that. Y'all would see a lot of footage from well within my gated community. <laughs> I mean, right? right. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and look, to be fair, I'm not. I'm not victim blaming. I'm not blaming anybody that this shit is happening to. At the same time, I'm saying, and again, this goes back to the respectability thing, and I have to make this known. It's because I don't, I'm tired of seeing y'all get fucked up out here. Times are not getting any saner. And I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know what the solution has to be for the violence itself to end. Stay the fuck home. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleading. Stop doing nigga shit. And, and and honestly, this pleading only goes so far because what's his name? Baby Blue from uh, Pretty Ricky who got shot maybe in Chicago. Uh, he wasn't doing nothing. Yep. He was hanging out with his cousin outside a bowling alley. He was, you know, you know how when the nights when the nights over, but the night ain't over, and they shut the restaurant down, and and the shit is just relocated to the parking lot. I'm a veteran of Stadium Bowl. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. What do you know about Stadium Bowl? <laughs> once they once they let it out, go to fuck home. Go to f- <laughs> do not stay in the parking lot. They had to they had to run y'all asses out of there. Like if if people congregated for more than five minutes, somebody's getting shot. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Somebody's getting shot. I the Stadium Bowl for me. Carrington's for me. Uh oh man, yeah. We, it, it, that's that's getting into some real deep Houston shit. Yeah. Um, but it, it, like I say, they weren't doing anything. Somebody ran up on them just to rob them, just because it was Tuesday. 
and they were just in a bowling alley. So I understand the other side of sometimes motherfuckers is just out here being motherfuckers because motherfuckers is hungry. But I'm just I, I just don't know what the answers are anymore. So the only answer I have is sit the fuck down. You really gonna rob somebody at a place where you share bowling shoes? Like, come on, God y'all. Damn it. That's not. That's not. That's that's not the move. That's no good, man. Um, what else, man? Um, well, I can't say in a more chipper in a in a more chipper uh, on a more chippered level, but the Mayweather and Logan Paul fight was that because Floyd that? Mayweather and Logan Paul, in case you did not know, um, had a boxing match, had a boxing exhibition, exhibition. match. Um, uh, on pay-per-view on Showtime. <sighs> the only loser was the were the only losers were the people who paid money for that shit. Y'all knew better. I, you know what? Yes, we did. Well, not we, because I mean well, the people who paid. I saw it. I saw it at a different venue. <laughs> I, I waited for the highlights to come out on Twitter. Man, look. There were so many people I saw that were like, Showtime, I want my refund back. The feed the feed didn't even work to start, apparently. Yeah. For yeah. most people. Um it, I think there was there, there was a few minutes of issues. Um I can say Triller Fight Night has kind of fucked up the boxing landscape. Boxing has been kind of whack for a while. It's been kind of whack for a while. Yeah, but it was a different kind of whack, though, wasn't it? Like, it was like, oh, these old bums for fighting again. Right. It wasn't like, oh, here comes drunk, high Snoop Dogg sitting at ringside talking shit. Or, oh, here comes Mario Lopez having to, having to carry Oscar De La Hoya to his car. But that's the exciting part of it. I, I will say this. Based on what I saw, I would have rather listened to Snoop 100%. give his drunken uncle commentary and and watch. Uh, Samero did all right. They they decent Samero did. I mean, yeah, you know. Again, I would appreciate that. Um, that undercard was a that was a bummy undercard. Yeah, I mean, we got Ocho Cinco got his shit rocked. We got it. Can I be real? Can we can we stop letting non boxers box? It's not. It's not. It's not as much fun, unless, unless, people have like genuine beef. Oh yeah, like genuine beef. I miss those. Like if if Drake and Pusha T would have ever boxed, I would have watched it. I'd have watched it. It would have been a terrible fight, baby. But it would have been worth it just knowing that the niggas hate each other. One hundred percent. Like. One hundred percent. Like there should just be a rule in rap. Like if, if somebody if somebody calls you out, let's 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 go to the head. Let's talk about it. When Diddy slapped the shit out of Drake however many years ago? That should have been a boxing match. It would have been Lavender Hands versus, you know Shimmy Shoulders. <laughs> take that. Take that, take, take that. that, take that. Take that. I think Shimmy Shoulders take is gonna have to be the name of this podcast. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh, <sighs> um, and uh, now, for me watching the undercard, my feeling you get you see Chad Ochocinco getting his ass rocked. 
He got his falling so on the fucking floor. He got hit so hard he changed his name back to Chad Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> got hit so hard he changed his name back to Chad Johnson and had the nerve to get up and say, "I'm ready for Conor McGregor." <laughs> what the fuck? What? Look, I want to see Conor McGregor get knocked out more than anybody else on this planet. But we got to stop throwing bums at him. Chad Ochocinco is a bum. Yeah. Is a bum. You You're like you're like three losses in and one of those losses is to Evelyn Lozada. Wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 let's really let's let's call a spade what the fuck a spade is right here. That's racist. Well, oh yeah, that is, is it. Is it? Is that? Is it? If you if you type it on Facebook, it is. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm trying not to get look. I I'm trying not to get fucked up out of there. I got to push merch on yeah. on Facebook. So, yeah, man. um, but the undercard was so bummy. Now that second fight was I was second or third fight. That was kind of hard. Uh, uh, Jose uh, Arias, he he busted that motherfucker up. He, I, I guess he was in a position to where he was, his career was on the line. They they kept saying something like that, and you could tell in the ring he was he his hands did not fall down ever. He was swinging from the time they rang the bell to the time they stopped ringing the bell. That shit looked like Creed too. Damn, and he busted that man's ass. That man, that man's. At, I knew we had a fight finally when that man's face was bloody, and he was still whooping that dude's ass. Uh, so shout out to him. Whatever, whatever it was you needed to, to oh man, like they told they told him he was going to get a real job. That's what it was, <laughs> and he won the bonus. And he is good. He is Gucci. So salute to him. Whatever you needed, I hope they gave it to you. I I thought he was I thought he was fighting for his freedom. I'm just not gonna lie to you. Hey. Yeah, I thought he was fighting for his fucking freedom. Um, and the the fight itself, the Mayweather Paul thing, man. And part of this is my fault. And part of this is the viewers' fault. I get it. It was an exhibition. It was never going to be bloody to the death or none of that shit. No, I get it. There was never going to be a winner or a loser. <sighs> or that point shit. No, the the point of it was to make it entertaining. To keep people's interest for as long as possible. That was a big gulp I just took. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, and Floyd is not a knockout person. Uh, for everybody I forgot was like, about that. Everybody's like, oh, I hope Floyd knocks him out. No, Floyd doesn't knock people out. Floyd is that nigga that hops backwards for 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 to, to Floyd's credit, he was, you know, he ain't, for him to have not fought in a while, he's still in shape. Yeah, he's still in shape, and he still had the fundament. He was giving him the fundamentals. He was giving him the up down a b. You know, <laughs> yeah. he was giving him the basic punch out joints. Yeah, I was gonna say he was doing a little, you know, some little Mac moves. Form was on point. Just you know, first three fighters. The problem was, people want to give Jake Paul his flowers because he was he was he, he was swinging on Floyd, but Jake. Not Jake Logan. Yeah, Logan Paul is like five inches taller and has like thirty six pounds on Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, so there was no sense of weight class here or anything. He was always with the reach on him. He was always going to get to him. So that's not yeah. impressive. 
his 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 form and even was so his form was trash. It was so wild. It was all rabbit punches and just Why are you tall and in shape but you fighting like King Hippo on Punch Out? Cuz he ain't got them hands. He ain't got them fucking hands at all. You hitting them with like the the back like the little the the little base of your hand and shit. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Open palm <laughs> slaps and shit. How you got boxing gloves on? You still hitting with open palm? What the fuck are you doing? He's out there slap boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just um, it's it's weird. Just just stop. It was weird. Just stop. I saw I saw the one clip where where, uh, where Floyd rocked him and had to kind of hold him up. Like man, so we, did. We still got like five rounds to go, bro. Take he was breath. standing straight up and his whole torso just collapsed <laughs> under him. And it was like, wake up, bro. Wake up. Wake wake up, fam. And Logan Paul was winded. In the second round, that hey, there's a boxers have a different level of conditioning, and they also know like when I when I saw Logan throwing them wild ass punches, I was like that's 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 what they were trying to yeah. avoid. Yeah, that, that's what happened. That's what Ali did to Foreman back in the day. He was like, I'm gonna let you keep swinging until you get tired right. Of swinging. That's and that's what his team looked like. They were trying to avoid. I didn't catch all the little commentary between rounds, but it looked like his team was trying to avoid him. Just flailing, which is what eventually happened, and kept trying to tie Floyd up, and Floyd turn around and guillotine him and shit. I thought he was gonna give him the stone cold stern, to be honest with you. Hey, I, I just, I just, I just want to see if if Logan has that same energy for for Mike Tyson. No, no, no. <laughs> he will run. He will run around the ring away from Mike Tyson. It's going to happen. They had a little Benny Hill music. He's gonna be running away from Mike Tyson, guaranteed. Mike Tyson don't play games. Like, not at all. I'm a bust your ass. I mean, it's for charity. I'm a bust your ass, but he's not. He's not even gonna tell him that much. He he just gonna go into killer mode. No, that's after the fight. I'm saying. Oh well, yeah, that, yeah. After the definitely. fight, when you know when they're when they're trying to pack your rib, your ribs in a ziploc bag. I'm beat your ass for the kids. You know, I mean, it's just it's just for fun, it's just for charity. But you know, I'm still, I, I, I still gotta break his ribs. I still gotta make him bleed internally. You know, it's just you know, I just like I, this, this is this is what I do. This is this is life. And I, now he has my permission to die. Yeah, when I when I'm in, I'm just a psycho. I'm just thick. And I just I just, I just smell blood. I just, I just want to go for the kill. And, you know, oh nigga, peace theater back at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, greatest line ever! I'll eat your kids. <laughs> All praise due to a lot. It's like wow, that's oh man. And at the end of the day, I just and I, I shouldn't I shouldn't feel let down because I shouldn't have had any expectations of Floyd Mayweather. I broke because, my back. What? What? Still my, hit him with these mic bars. I broke I broke my back. Spinal. <laughs> Oh, um, and I shouldn't have had any expectations, but at the same time, it was one of those things where, at the very least, I I I didn't want him to make Logan look good. He didn't have to beat his ass, but I wasn't ready for him to make him look good. And it looks like they paid him a hundred. It looks like he got he made a hundred million dollars. Was it that much? Well, he said that the, he said going into it <clears throat> that there was at least a hundred dollars out there for the making, and that he had already made thirty before the fight started. Okay. And this, and and I see why all the product placement, fam. That ring had no less than <laughs> ten 
advertising logos. And that's before Floyd came out with his leather cap that had OnlyFans on it. Had Money Team on one side and OnlyFans on the other. Boy, Floyd, Floyd can just smell a bag. That's why they called him the Money Team, I guess. Though boy still had his pandemic beard. That's how you knew he, <laughs> he wasn't worried about you. He didn't give. A, he didn't even shave his pandemic beard. You didn't. You know, usually you see some kind of like like a twenty four seven special or like some kind of like slow. They didn't have enough of Floyd to make like a slow mo montage. Of him up against Logan. It was all scenes of Logan. And like a couple of moments. Of Floyd talking shit. But like. We didn't see him training ever. We didn't see him doing his usual. Like jogging on the beach. Saying hard work is easy work. Or whatever he says. None of that shit. Getting in arguments with his father. (laughs) (laughs) Floyd didn't give a fuck about none of that shit. Treating his uncle like his father. (laughs) (laughs) And like. And so that told me to expect that Floyd was not concerned ever. Nah. And I was a little worried because I was like, where's all the showmanship? And then he left Logan Paul hanging at the beginning of the match for like 10 minutes <laughs> without coming out. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and it comes back up and he's doing the whole the whole show. He's got Money Bag Yo next to him. And I was like, okay, we see some of the ratchet. I still miss the ratchet of the Triller fights. Like, at least, like... I'm still not paying for any of that. Moneybag Yo has a song that I like. Is it the Waukesha? No, it's um. I don't think this nobody. Um. Well, that album was good though. Well, I mean that album was digestible. Well, it was on that album. Sure. Yeah, it was on that album. That was a digestible album. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna run it through the whole way. That's just not my shit. But it, that, that, I, it, I'm, I'm not surprised that there's, that there's a couple of slaps. Yeah, you know, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's all I gotta do. I, Money Bag Yo has a slap. I don't, I don't give too much credit, too much praise to people with face tattoos. <laughs> I just I wasn't prepared for that and it's hard it's hard for me to say that Floyd let the culture down because we shouldn't ever have any expectations of Floyd Mayweather in any regard because Floyd Mayweather is a selfish is a, is a selfish narrow-minded fuck um an alleged abuser but alleged my ass I'm bringing up old shit <laughs> um so I guess I don't know the moral of the story is fuck them both yeah, <laughs> basically I'll go with that and fuck Jake Paul preemptively. Oh my God, we're, ne- we're never going to hear the end of Jake Paul. I mean, he's going up against an MMA, a former MMA fighter, so hopefully he gets rocked. I'll say we might see some we might see some movement on that one. Um, let's see if I can get through the rest of this rundown. I'm feeling it a little bit. Oh, Mount Rushmore. Oh God, the Mount Rushmore of rap thing. We go through this on social media like. Every year now, and now they, they somebody put up. I don't know who it was on Twitter. They put up the Mount Rushmore, which was like Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole, and they were like, who ought to be the fourth person on the Mount Rushmore of rap? This was done by Rap Caviar. Oh, of way, course it was. In case y'all care, and yeah. this is the Mount Rushmore of the 2010s. So, who okay. are the, who are the four? 
greatest hip hop artist of, of the, the previous 2010s. decade. Yeah. Damien's answer is who gives a fuck? fuck. I agree. And my, I, I'm, I'm so sick of top fives, top tens, top whatever lists. I don't care. My thing is this. We don't have enough. First of all, it's 2021. We don't have enough hindsight. And coming out of a pandemic where we weren't worried about this kind of shit. I don't think we have enough hindsight to be able to go back and say, well, that was a pivotal point in the 2010s, or this was a pivotal point. There are some things where we can have those conversations, because we've had those conversations about Kanye. And honestly, I, as much as we hate him, as much as people would never vote for him to be on a, a, a Mount Rushmore of rap at this point in his Evolution, his career, whatever you want to call it. They almost voted him into the fourth spot, according to this this poll. What was the percentage uh, for the fourth spot? Yeah, Nicki Minaj got the largest vote with thirty nine percent. Kanye got thirty three percent, so he was pretty close to. I feel like Kanye, twenty tens Kanye was pretty influential. We're never gonna now. We're never gonna get a majority to admit that. One, because Kanye is effectively washed as we go into the 2020s. And two, Kanye kind of turned his back on us. Oh, yeah. And lost his shit and he doesn't give a fuck about us. So we're never going to get a majority to ever agree on that or to ever vote Kanye into anything involving us because we've kind of kicked him out of those conversations. If you notice that, like Kanye is not in rap conversations anymore. Good, you know, I, and and which is you know because for me, I've talked about a dark twisted fantasy kind of represents his greatest contribution to the 2010s, which was a pretty good album. Um, ever since he became a Kardashian, I think. <laughs> if, if, it, if it ain't for if it ain't for his shoes, nobody gives a shit. Did you see that shit where Kim was crying? About how she can't believe um, she can't believe this third marriage was such a fucking bummer, and that and how and how she like it's it's kind of fucked up when Kanye has gone so far has gone so far across the line that I actually feel bad for Kim. I mean, she did have three kids with him. Yeah, or however many. They're kids on three. They however many kids. It's two. Okay. I think it's, it's probably two. It's two too many. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I just that's just weird to me. Like, I never thought that Kanye would flip so hard left that I would feel bad for Kim in that situation. Because Kim ain't done nothing lately but try to get uh, black folks out of prison. Damn, they got four kids. God damn. <laughs> Chris just be making these motherfuckers up. I swear. I swear, Chris is the mastermind. She just be making these motherfuckers up. North, Saint, Chicago, and Psalm. The fuck? The fuck did Psalm come from? Bruh, I swear, Chris is the mastermind behind all this shit. She just be bringing these kids home. I'm telling you. Because, man, I swore you. I swore you niggas were making up Kylie Jenner. Ain't no fucking Kylie. What the fuck is a Kendall Jenner? Y'all making this shit up. Fuck y'all. Man, they really spit out four kids. God damn, they did. 
Yeah, yeah. but the kids, man. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a, an adorable family. I will say that's a, those, those are some cute kids. I you know I try to keep the kids out of the jokes and all that shit. Here's another here's another one for you. This is not something we have to unpack because I'm trying to get through this rundown as quickly as possible. Um, sad those kids got to wear some ugly ass shoes. Yeah, sure, man. Lives, man. They ain't never gonna have good shoes as long as they fucking live, bro. They're gonna be on growing growing up hip hop season fifty with these ugly ass Yeezys. Shoes look like fucking sea coral. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um, here's a here's a mind boggler for you. Just a retrospect. Uh huh. Remember when we remember back when we said just speaking of kids, remember back when we said maybe not us, but everybody was like, "You are hiding a child is such bars," and then and then Drake showed us his child, mm-hmm. and the first thing we did is make fun of him. Yeah, and it was like I can't, and now it's like I can't imagine why he hid his child. Because he knows we ain't worth a damn. Hey. Because as I, I... I ain't fucking with kids, man. Because say it all together with me. Humans ain't shit. They aren't. Ain't worth a damn. We made so much fun of him. You're hiding a child. I wasn't... And he said it. I wasn't hiding my child from the world. I was hiding the world from my child. And we deserve... And his child deserves to not... Be in the world, right? Knowing now what we know about social media and how we ain't worth a damn, and we'll drag anybody just for shits and giggles because we're all sad. Yeah, I, I definitely am, am guilty for um, uh, clowning him for getting a stripper pregnant. But that <laughs> I've grown since then <laughs> in weight and not maturity. So <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, oh, here's some serious shit. So we are a hundred years. It, this it just passed this, this last week. We're a hundred years out uh, out since the uh, the Tulsa massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, this is becoming a thing that is nationally recognized now, and so the the 24 hour news cycle has to make the rounds about it. One interesting thing that has come up is that there was a mass grave discovered at Tulsa full of what looks like victims uh, from the riots. Damn. So far, they are up to 20 bodies. And it's a mass grave site. Now, it's near, it's near a cemetery, but presumably because shit was so, because shit was so fucking nuts, that was the best they could do for those people. And they're up to 20 bodies right now uh, that were killed or died during the Tulsa massacre. This is kind of big. Like, it's, like it's, kind of, it's been kind of softly spoken. But this is kind of big because um, when, we talk about, like, when we talk about finding a mass grave of bodies, we're talking about people that did not have a gravestone, that did not have that possibly probably did not have a death certificate this is there are people walking around now to this day that their history and their lineage is somewhere in that mass grave 
Which is fucked up. We erase people's history. Like, this country erases your history even after the slave trade. We came here with no identity, and they keep us with no identity. That's crazy. I just, I, that's, 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 that's the whole point. And it, 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 it boils down to something that I think we're going to talk about later in the show. In order, in order to effectively engage in, in white supremacy, one important aspect of it is to erase as much uh, evidence of your sins. As possible. as possible. This is true. Um, also, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, had, he did a New York Times op-ed, and I'm not going to read it, but um, he, was urging, he was urging for the Tulsa Massacre to be taught as standard curriculum in schools um, because he was a latecomer to find out about Black Wall Street. Um, that, is no, that is noble. And uh, I think it's going to be something that gets unpacked as, white as people, time goes white on. White people do not know about Black Wall Street. Not at all. At all. Not at all. You know how we know uh, white people don't know about Black Wall Street? Because we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be recognizing the anniversary of the Tulsa Massacre right now, I guarantee you, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for white people seeing it in the first episode of Watchmen on HBO. Is that something that happened? And and sure because you remember that rollout. Sure yeah. enough, for the next few weeks, there, it, there were all these there were all these little hot take articles saying Black Wall Street explained. <laughs> yes, that's something that really happened. <laughs> like it's like it's some revolution like like that's some new revolutionary no, we, shit, we man. Gotta, we got to hit it with the bombs though, because that's <laughs> that's true. Oh damn, that's, that's what damn. they did. That's damn, what they damn, damn, and. It's just wild for me because I'm glad we're talking about it at all. But it's just crazy to me that of all the things, like, because from here on, when we talk about people being educated on Black Wall Street, we have to talk about the pilot episode of fucking Watchmen, which is just never, as a comic book fan, and as a as, as a no, I'm not a history buff. But just <laughs> as a comic book fan, it's just a sentence I never thought I would ever say in my fucking life. And now every time we make the rounds, we have to we have to recognize that white people are only onto this shit because of a TV show about a comic book. Yeah. With a big blue god. I. That is, that he, makes he was, my head spin every fucking time. He was really the black man, though. He was really the black man. You know, the black man is God. Um, that's that's crazy to me, and and you know, it's just wild to me that this is another instance. You know, we talked about this with the year anniversary of George Floyd's death. That this is another instance. Where a hundred years later, we have to question how much progress we've made, if any, because the because the fear of the Tulsa massacre of Black Wall of what happened to Black Wall Street has become a generational heirloom. And any time I've talked about it many times on this program, 
anytime we talk about why we can't build something physically for us to be safe, a safe space for us in this country, we have to revisit the fact that if white people can't come in and buy it, they'll burn it to the fucking ground. Let me let me go ahead. I was gonna say that's a that's some wild shit. That's an heirloom. It's sad that one of the only heirlooms we have passed down to each other is trauma. But it's necessary to keep in mind anytime we have these conversations. We have to be fully knowledgeable of what they will do. Shout out to Diddy for repeatedly saying over the years that we need to form a Black Wall Street. But not actually forming a black and Wall not Street. And not for and having the capital to form a black Wall yeah. Street and never forming a fucking black Wall Street. Shout out. I mean, he has such a great track record with the people his own label. You mean the nigga you mean the nigga who came up with the voter die shirts doesn't want to do a black Wall Street? He wants I, he wants y'all to do it. He wants yeah, he wants he wants other people to do it so he can come in and sponsor and sponsor it and take the credit for it and be seen. Doing the shoulder, hitting the shoulder, shimmy, drinking Ciroc. New Black Wall Street, sponsored by Ciroc. Yeah. Summer Citrus Splash. Yeah, it's all going to be on Revolt TV. I kind of want to try that, though. Yeah, take that, take that, take that. Oh, okay. Hey, y'all y'all write us and let us know how that, that Summer Splash <laughs> Citrus Ciroc tastes. <laughs> we might have some next week. I'll say well, <laughs> that might be, that, that we, we might be overdue for a trip to the liquor store. Take that, take that. Um, I so it, you know that's just that's wild to me. Um, let's see what else we got here before I get sad again. Yeah. Um, oh, some stupid shit that y'all were talking about on Twitter that needs to stop immediately. Post haste, I will have hear no more about it after this program. You niggas really want to bring back twenty six episode seasons? What the fuck? Of television? Of television. Y'all really want to bring back where we get 26 episodes in a, in a season of anything, which is ridiculous. Mm-mm. Nah, fam. Let me tell you something. Y'all ain't learned. I had a whole fucking... This is the... First of all, we're, ha- like, we're having such a good run of quality television. Why do y'all want to blow that? Oh, man. You know what? I am loving Queen Sugar. You know what Queen Sugar needs? 10 to 15 more episodes of filler bullshit. Not. Shut the fuck up! Nope. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Give me my 10 episodes or less. Y'all couldn't get through Y'all couldn't get through the first 3 episodes of Jupiter's Legacy. And y'all want to add 10 more episodes to some shit? Couldn't get through the first 30 minutes of it. The fuck is wrong with y'all? What like And and here's the thing. If you want to get technical instead of me just screaming fuck no and shut the fuck up, let's get technical from a writer's perspective. Because at the end of the day, you're sitting a bunch of people, a bunch of overworked and underpaid people in a writer's room who have, who have a story in their head already laid out and you're asking them to add 10 or 15 more episodes of filler bullshit because at the end of the day, the only reason 26, 26 episode seasons were even in existence is because they have to kowtow to advertisers. 
and they have to take and the networks want to take up as much and the studios want to take up as much TV time as possible yep. so you can buy ad space from them. Yep. And so you can say that out of 52 weeks in a year, your any one show you have on the air is holding down 26 26 or less weeks of advertising. Yep. They wanted to have half a year of advertising and um you know, with with so much being offered on paid streaming services now, they don't need those advertising dollars. They need subscription dollars, and they would rather keep you coming back for more content. Nobody wants to have you sitting there and watching 26 episodes of the same damn season when they're trying to get these different titles off. Like, Lost wasn't fucked up enough to y'all? talk about something else because i don't <laughs> y'all wanted y'all wanted more episodes of the fucking polar bear the fuck is still don't know what the polar bear was about it was it, no it was it was symbolic of the fact that the pol- these, these nuts well, okay fair enough it, it, I didn't, I didn't want you. I didn't want you to actually go into a, an actual explanation an actual lost explanation yeah, now that's fair no nah, because it nothing matters when you watch the final episode, nothing. <laughs> so there's no need to nothing. explain anything. Fuck the whole Dharma initiative. Holy shit! Like none of that. And it was the exact thing they told us it wasn't. Right. JJ was like, guys, 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 come on. Can y'all stop talking about it? But also, nobody <laughs> told y'all to make a website. You know, anyway. All the theories. Yeah. And sh- yeah. Didn't know I'd tell y'all do that. Y'all wild. Honestly, JJ should have just shut the fuck up and said, y'all, y'all talk about what y'all want to talk about. I'm not answering any questions. Just shut the fuck up and keep making the show. That's what he did with uh, Fringe. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't feed any, any of them theories. Oh, shout out to Fringe, though, man. Fringe that, was hard. That was one of my favorite shows. Man, that was my shit. I, I, I keep telling myself I'm going to go back and watch it. A underrated Lance Reddick appearance. Yeah. Lance Reg was hard as shit on there, even though he was basically the sci-fi version of Daniels from The Wire. <laughs> Agent Dunham. <laughs> Didn't smile one goddamn time. Same, same character, basically, in John Wick. <laughs> Mr. Wick. Except, it's, what was he, in like a Creole accent or some yeah. shit? Hey, he pulled out that hammer, though. I would, say he, he, I would say he was letting them motherfuckers have it. He blicked them up. Ooh-wee. Came back for a reload. Oh, that was hard. That was hard. John Wick 4 about... You know they just... Bruh, do you know they just signed Donnie Yen for for, uh, John Wick 4? Yeah. Let's go. It is about to be on. And they better not fuck us so... They better not give us that Blade 2 bullshit. (laughs) I have never stopped being upset about how they they fucking wasted Donnie Yen and Blade 2. Yeah. They gave us like a fraction of a fight and him pointing at somebody. Boy, I'm so fucking mad. That should have been there should that should have been Wesley and Donnie Yen fighting. Well, they probably didn't want Wesley to look too bad. I would say that Wesley was gonna get his ass cleaned up. <laughs> that was probably in his in his contract. Yeah. No one can whoop my ass in these movies. Signed the Daywalker. <laughs> you know he really made motherfuckers on the on the set, he really made motherfuckers call him Blade. I mean, that's cool. Am I getting a check? <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want me to call you, I like. I no, no wonder Guillermo del Toro and Patton Oswalt told him to suck a dick. <laughs> God so, damn! I'm getting paid. 
burning these fucking bridges, man. But you must call me Blade. All right, let me check my account. Okay, what's up, Blade? Let's I, go. I mean, 26 episodes a season. Do you, like, looking back, first of all, let's ask a question. What show do you know of that went 26 episodes a season and was hard every episode? None. You can't do it. None. You I, can't do it. Motherfuckers on Twitter want to tell me about Star Trek The Next Generation. No. Man, 75% of that first season was unfucking watchable I would, prob- I would probably have to go back to the 80s when I didn't know shit. Right. And say something dumb like, I bet you Knight Rider was hard every episode. <laughs> No, I still watch Knight Rider reruns to this can, day. Can you watch? Can you watch no. a full season? They have a, it's a, no, no. I I know when I see the episode about uh, about his his nemesis, the talking the Car. talking the talking Mack truck that just goes. You realize that is like the height of white privilege, where you literally <laughs> made a show about a dude. In a car that talks. That was the show. In a car that talks, and sometimes it goes fast. Sometimes. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> choo, 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 choo. <laughs> that was that bullshit. Remember when niggas in the 80s used to put that red light on their Camaros? Yes. And really think they were doing it? Oh, man. But their, their rims were whack? Like, come on, y'all. <laughs> 26 episodes of a dude. Driving fast in a car in the desert a lot of times. Bruh. And they kept trying to remake. Let's do another car show. Remember no. Viper? Imagine if we had to deal with Viper for 26 episodes. Fortunately, it was so bad it, did, it only lasted like five. But imagine 26 episodes of Viper. I'm just going gonna, gonna to make one with just me and a Tesla with the, with the doors <laughs> up the whole time. And it talks like Elon Musk. My shit's going to have a Jamal voice. <laughs> yeah. Car's name is going to be Jamal. <laughs> Jamal. Oh, man. You, hey, that's Jamal. just another job for Michael B. Jordan to snap up. Jamal, take me to the precinct immediately. Oh, no. Hey, fam, why are you trying to go there, fam? You know you got a warrant, fam. Man. No, we're not going to do that. You <laughs> right that's, dirty. That's not the move, fam. You got I, my insurance up to date? Nah, man. 26 episodes a season now just seems like just the most unseemly shit ever. Even for anime. You realize you realize how much filler they feel? Attack on Titan pissed me off. And it was only, that last season was only like... 14? 14 episodes. Well, and seven of them were that fucking chick Gabby just <laughs> looking mean trying to stab everybody on the fucking island. How about this, though? That was just the first half of the season. I'm still so pissed about that. They still got to do the same. <laughs> the final season part two, trying to pull a Breaking Bad. Get the fuck out of my face. I, I'm so mad about that. It ain't coming until 2022. I do like I, I do like this season, though, even though Gabby Gabby needed to die. Anyway, not, go, not going that way. She, she does need to fucking die. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, that, that hurt my head. Still trying to figure out some of what the fuck happened in that season. The fuck you screaming for it? <laughs> you said it right here. Calm the fuck down. Aaron turned into a hundred percent fuck boy. Aaron is like the worst white feminist oh, ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
doing the absolute most. He turned into a hundred percent fuck nigga with that top knot. <laughs> he started taking he, he he stopped wearing shirts and started wearing a fucking top knot. And all of a sudden, he was a dickhead. Actually, like, I meant to say, Gabby is the worst white feminist ever. Now, Aaron, yeah, Aaron is like this white boy summer. So one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Fuck with me. You can't kill me. He is the anime Jack Harlow out here. Wow. Sucks <laughs> it. You didn't even say Chet Hanks, but yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't deserve the airtime. Uh, I, I guess that's a good place to take a take a quick break. We'll yeah. be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Um, uh, you were listening to the sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. I really poured all that shit in. That's why I'm this drunk. The last crown bender. Jesus yeah. Christ. You'll be all right. Yeah. But hit him with the applause. Okay. Yeah. The applause. And we are back. Uh, we are black. Yeah. We are opinionated. And I went hard as shit on a Monday. Man. I was going to try to work out tonight. That is not happening. I worked out. I worked out earlier. I got. I got to get back on the two a days, man. This pandemic shit made me lazy. Uh, we back to two a days. Two a days, man. That got to get back to the boxing training. Like, like I, I have to pick that back up. Like yeah. I like footwork, and I, and I got footwork drills. I found some cold footwork drills. Oh yeah. So the sweat is going to be pouring off. I got that. I got that ladder. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh, you got a ladder? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I ain't used it in a while, but okay. I got it. Okay. That's half the battle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, re- that helps with the footwork. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. White people have been fucking up a lot left and right, man. I didn't put this in the rundown, but there was a situation in which this lady... Um, was 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 bicycling through her neighborhood with her kid, and one of the neighbors let their dog out, and the dog or no, he the the neighbor opened his door and the dog went running out, which is what dogs do. Yeah, I ran, know what my dogs do. Ran out in the fucking street, scared the shit out of the lady. The lady pulls out her gun to try to shoot the dog. And shot her son. No, 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 David, stop it! And you trying not to laugh is what's making me laugh. It's gonna make me sound bad because I came because I'm the one who ran the story. Stop it! <laughs> and all you hear is the kid screaming. And the dog got away scot free, and now the now the lady, I believe, went to jail, jail, jail. God damn it! Did the kid die? No, the kid is not okay. dead. The kid is fine. <laughs> oh, that's man. not funny. That's not right. It is not funny, Damien. I only laughed because he laughed. I want the record uh, to show I was doing fine. I only laughed because he did. I've been drinking water. <laughs> Okay. Oh man. First of all, and this is and this is like the nicest, whitest of white neighborhoods. This looked like some River Oak shit. Mm. Why the fuck are you just casually with your child bicycling with a piece? Are they in this, Texas? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. 
I, my, I guess my thing is this, and it goes back to the old statistics of when people who don't know what the fuck they're doing carry guns for safety. It's usually people that ain't got shit to do with what you're trying to protect yourself from that yeah. gets shot. I was going to say, this is an actual instance where having a gun was a good idea. Just the wrong person had it. Well, also, why the fuck are you trying to shoot some neighbor's dog? The dog didn't do shit. Oh, so the dog didn't actually run up on them? The dog didn't attack them or nothing. The dog just ran out in the street because he saw people coming by on a bike. That's what dogs do. It wasn't even a vicious looking dog. I mean... Like, there was no reason to shoot this dog. And the kid got shot. That's why it don't make no fucking sense that she and she be in charge. Yeah. What kind of shit? Yeah. These white women is on. This white woman is on one, bro. Hey. Um, They've had enough. Uh, apparently so. They're they're putting their foot down. Now that had been a nigga. Oh. Pff. Perfect aim. She would have emptied the clip. Perfect aim. Center mass. <laughs> Kid would have just gone about his business. Um, what else is going on here? Oh, I'm really surprised to hear about a white woman shooting at an animal, though. Yeah, usually they. they uh, yeah, I was gonna say usually <laughs> they prioritize the animals over over yeah. people. I, that's yeah. surprised she didn't try to kiss the dog in the mouth or some shit. White people are getting worse. That that's just all <laughs> the, that uh, that all goes to show you. White people are just getting worse out here. They're running out of things to oppress, and they're just self. Destructing. I don't say it's like that movie where they where they were just trapped on that island on that mountain and they ain't have shit else to eat but each other. Lord of the Flies. No, nah, that was uh No. Oh it is Lord of the Flies. But that happened to Lord of the Flies. They, oh they did. Oh Jesus. White oh. people love making movies about cannibalism. <sighs> white people I was say white people have been telling us for a long time what happens when they're unsupervised. Oh, I have a I have another quick white people must be stopped entry. Okay. I did binge Mayor of Easttown this week. Oh boy. Shouldn't everybody on that show go to prison? Talk about white decline. <laughs> <laughs> why does every why does every show that deals with like small town crime drama Everyone is a delinquent. Everyone is a delinquent, and apparently there are high rates of like sexual trafficking and abduction. So here, so here's the thing. I noticed this only recently. I I I saw the finale. You've watched the finale and everything. Yep. Okay. So they only tell us this when it's white people being put on spotlight, because that town is obviously in social decline. Yeah, there are no haves. Like there are no haves versus the have-nots. Right. Social socioeconomics tells us that when when a community gets poorer, everybody becomes a criminal. Yes. There was so much fucking criminal activity in this neighborhood. Yeah. Now, including that, law enforcement. In, including and especially the fucking police. Um, now, if there were more black people in that neighborhood, and I think that was the right amount of black people yeah. to exist in that community. Yeah. If there were more black people, that story would look a lot different. There was no racism. I was really surprised. Like, well, well, you know what I mean. 
Let's look at the percentages here. <laughs> there were six black people. I counted actually. There were six there black were people. Six? If you count the three in the police station, oh, so like okay. in the open scene, right. there were like three of them are cops. Okay, fair enough. The other three live in the same household. And one of them is a fucking crackhead. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's like the heroin addict, the sister, and then the husband who looked disapprovingly at him living in the house with him. And and Mayor's boss. Who it, he was who one of the three just, black people. Who is exactly old enough to be sick of everything. Yeah, he's like, I know you stole heroin out the evidence locker. Just, just stay. Bitch, home. give me the badge. Just stay home. <laughs> give me the badge, bitch. What the, what's wrong with you? It ain't, it ain't even worth firing. We're not you. even. We're not even arguing about this. Just come back Monday. Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Give me the fucking gun. Um, yeah, that was a, that was that is some white white people must be stopped shit. Very good show though. Uh, excellent. Kate Winslet is fucking amazing. Yeah. Kate Winslet and. One thing I noticed the the writer um, also did a, a a movie called The Long Way Home mm-hmm. with Ben Affleck where he was like this he was like this alcoholic basketball coach. It came out like a year or two ago that yeah. that, that nobody saw, but I heard it was because it was right when COVID yeah. hit. Right. Those feel very similar characters, like the way Kate Winslet inhabited that character. Yeah. Very much mimicked. A lot of what Ben Affleck did with that character, and just I just thought it was wild that those characters were both written by the same person. Mm. Um, Makes sense. And because I mean, Mayor Sheehan was just unlikable at every turn. Yeah. You, like her negativity and just just grumpiness, which which was not. I mean, she had a reason unwarranted. Yeah, just infected everyone. I just I. Get the f- every moment felt like even when she's being friends with someone, it felt like get the fuck away from me. Because you're you're in a small town where everybody knows your business, right? So like everybody knew about her son, correct? And she's like, y'all, I don't really want to talk about this shit, but literally everybody that you come it's across, all they want to talk about, yeah, they know about you. Like imagine being. One of the only cops in the entire town, and people know where you live. They just show up at your house like, you're a fucking bitch. Either that, or they call you on your personal phone right. and go, I want to report a crime. Right. <laughs> white people are wild, man. <laughs> white people. White, and I, I wholeheartedly believe this happens in real life. White people are fucking yeah. lunatics. It, it's, it's just, I, I never want to live in a small town. Ever. Especially with white people. This is why I don't fuck. With white people. Um, also, real quick, before we jump out of this, um, it turns out Donald Trump's uh, Facebook and Instagram ban only lasts till 2023, which uh, just so happens to be when he should be signing the paperwork, if he's going to, and making the run to be uh, making the run for president again, if that happens. Why is there even like an expiration date on that? Just like go to parlor, dude. Like I was say, like, what, do you have to go before the parole council of social media? And uh, well, I've learned my lesson. No, I, no. Like his own his own website flopped. He started an insurrection of the country. There's nothing we don't need to know if he's learned his lesson. Mostly because he hasn't, because 
I don't think he has those capacities in his fucking brain anymore. No. Um, so yeah, I, Mark, you can't help us out a little bit, a little bit. For all the data we give you, you can't help us out just a little fucking bit. Fuck you, Mark. And fuck you for and 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 fuck you for letting the algorithms restrict me. <laughs> How about that? Send your racist stories, your racist um, real life encounters. Uh, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anybody that we talk to on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswildblack where you can find different ways to get in touch with us on social media, ways to listen to this podcast, uh, ways to buy merch, and ways to donate um, and throw something in the tip jar if you like what you're hearing. We'll be back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Mm-hmm. And we are back. Yep. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated. Yep. And so help me God, I am drunk. I am fully sober, which... It's not much different for me. I'm glad I worked out earlier because, yeah, it ain't happening tonight. Um, it is time for your listener letters, I guess. Ooh. Oh, that was a funny thing I heard about. You see this shit with Jay Cutler? Something about his wife. He so his wife is Kristen Cavallari. You don't remember. Yeah. You don't remember this person. I remember Kristen Cavallari. She was an MTV person, Laguna Beach. Who was? In, I was going to say the Hills, but you're probably right with Laguna Beach. The, the, well, it was Laguna Beach, and then they graduated from high school, and then it was the Hills. Boy, look at me with the with the late '90s, early 2000 bars. There you go. There you go. Um, what? Yeah, Laguna Beach was you know because it. How mostly the hills and Laguna Beach kind of revolved around Lauren Conrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Kristen Cavallari was like the evil. My ex called her easy. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> version of Lauren, and she ended up marrying Jay Cutler. They're getting divorced, and <laughs> Jay Cutler wants half her shit. <laughs> Hey. I was, I don't know if he I don't know what he deserves or doesn't deserve. I don't know enough about the situation. I just want to see women keep the same energy about this. I mean <laughs> Who I mean I do. I want to see I want to see where women lie on this one. I want to see where they where their where their heads at on this one. Like Susan, are we keeping the same energy or not? Susan B. Anthony dies for this shit. So. <laughs> Gloria Steinem said, "What up, though?" <laughs> I don't. I don't really have a position on that at all. I just thought it was hilarious that Jay Cutler, who makes it, this is obviously a spite, a, a, a spiteful di- dispute. Uh, who? Because Jay Cutler has exorbitant amounts of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just something you do out of hate. Like, how do you hate Kristen Cavallari this much? Anyway, I'm sorry. That was just personally funny to me. Have you ever have you ever been married to a white woman? I have never been married. Oh, well, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm sure the hate runs deep. I'm just saying. Um, it is time for your listener letters. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and dig into this mailbag. 
Y'all know what to do. Opinionswildblack.com for any ways to get in touch with us on social media. Uh, let's see what we got. In, let's see what we got in the good old mailbag. Um, people were, oh, okay, people were getting at me today. All right. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, is this David Santiago? Yes, it is. Mm. Just plugging the fact that I got my blue bitch get some science in your life shirt in the mail. And as soon as the weather goes under 90 degrees and I have somewhere to go, I'm wearing it. Viva la vaccine. <laughs> God damn, I love y'all, man. Oh, y'all are wonderful. Imagine, like, parents' day at, at school or some shit. <laughs> you show up in your kid's class with a bitch get some science in your life shirt. <laughs> I mean, we're all for education over here. I mean, they're just going to hit you in the DMs to figure out where to get it from. <laughs> yeah. Opinionswildblack.com Remind them <laughs> uh, What else we got here Oh uh, uh, Tales to Enrage Based on some people Acting like fools About Seven Samurai Are there any classic movies You want to watch But haven't found The time or motivation to Yes Yes hmm. 2001 A Space Odyssey it, I bought this movie On DVD Literally my first year Working at the At the bookstore You've never seen it Never. It sat on my. It sat on top. It sat on top of my TV for years. Just never got around. Just ne- I even put it in the DVD player ready to watch it. Never got around to watching it. It's still there. The sequel is still there. Um, my my cohorts at the at the at the store at the time were all movie buffs, and so. I was working the DVD section, and they were like, it's one of those movies where it's classic, and you have to watch it at least once. But once you've watched it once, you never have to watch it again. I've never watched it the once. I own it. I've never watched it. There are a few movies I own that I have not watched. I've still not watched Mr. Glass. I mean... Or the, or the one with, with James McAvoy, with the, 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 the split... Oh damn! I I own them both, and I've not sat down to watch them. Those uh, and apparently they're like M Night Shyamalan's only slaps. Yeah, Split Split was good. Split was good. Uh, are you about to tell me you, you haven't watched Hoop Dreams? I have never watched Hoop Dreams. Holy shit! Never watched Hoop Dreams. Okay. And it's one of those movies that I should have watched. I had every intention of watching. I never watched it. Oh, and shit. and one of the one of the main reasons why I wanted to watch it, one of the characters, William Gates, who you see here in this photo, uh-huh. I was told at the time, if you look in this very old photo of myself from twenty years ago, I see, I was told that I look like him. Oh wow! Uh, that is where the comparison ends. Um, I I see you. I see a little bit, a little bit. Look at the look at the old skinny me. The shading. Yeah. The shading really kind of puts y'all in likeness. Yeah. I ne- see it. Never seen Hoop Dreams. And don't know if I could watch it now. I feel like it's too late for me to watch it and really like feel any way about it. I, I, I have not watched it since I was young. I have questions about how it has aged. Yeah. Well, I have some questions. I, I, don't know, I don't know how well it has aged or not. I, I don't think it has. I, I, can't, I can't see how it has. But... No, yeah. hoop, I, hoop dreams is my answer. That's a good one. I've seen Sam, Seven Samurai several times. So. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I oh, I haven't watched Seven Samurai. I've watched 
I can't remember which of those Kurosawa movies I've watched. Seven Samurai wasn't the one. Um, I might own that one. I, you know what? I own the little Criterion version of it. <laughs> I, I told you I worked the um, yeah, yeah. I worked the DVD section. Yeah, you you got first dibs. So I had first dibs on all the slaps. Yeah. But I was looking out for like rare anime that people were selling. Back. Yeah. I was trying to cle- complete my Witch Hunter Robin collection or whatever. Legend um, of the Overfiend. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, Euphonic wants to know how do you view how do you two view the success or lack thereof of the, of the MCU and the DCEU? Um, this isn't a hard one. Um, one knows what they're doing, and the other one is uh, DC. That's, that's really my answer also. One really has kind of their foot, their finger on the pulse of the viewer. And they've had to, and they should at this point. They've had 10 years to do it. Um, also, they have 10 years of all the creation and all, this, all, the, all the shit being in-house. And they have 10 years of, of kind of being able to run on their, well, not on their own steam per se because of Disney. But they definitely let them work within their own resources and their own writing writing team, and it's clearly a labor of love there. the The problem with DC is that they are Warner Brothers hired help. Warner Brothers owns these owns these rights, and they're going to make these movies. They make they make it very clear that they will make the movies that they want out there, with or without. DC and Jeff Johns having creative control or creative input. Right. And you and and the key the key element in that is the the actual comic editorial platform informed how the movies would play out. Like the the benefit of comics for people who've been longtime comics readers and I, I've been telling this to people for for the last ten plus years is what makes comics work are long-form-based episodic storytelling. The fact that you have to wait, in a lot of cases, a month to get to the next issue of the story is part of the appeal of comic books, not getting everything in once. And when I I became aware that the MCU, for example, was was doing a long-term approach and building to some type of epic finish, I was telling people at the time, stick with it, because at the end of this, I'm sure there's going to be a greater story at play. Yes. There's a payoff for you. And, and even people who read books know that a lot of the books have concurrent events and other titles that are happening at the same time. And oftentimes in the crossover, they build to this, this big thing. I'm like, this is something that we haven't seen in the movies before. Watch it and, and get the same feeling that we get from reading it. That's because the movies follow the editorial format of the books to a certain extent. Whereas with DC... Because, as you said, they were hired help by Warner Brothers, they didn't have that same patience for long-form storytelling, and they were like, no, we want to put out stories right now and get them out there. And by that time, Marvel had already gained the 3-1 lead on DC, and DC was just like, nah, we, we, yeah, we kind of we fucked up. T- to put, it, put a bigger contrast on it, you can see how... Sony has treated the Spider-Man franchise where they've dropped the ball numerous times yeah. with a head start 
So much so that they had to get Marvel involved in order to make that shit popping. Correct. And still, everything that they've done outside of that, except for in the Spider Verse, it's not popping. Not popping at all. So it that's what it really boils down to is like you if you want to play on that level, you have to have the the discipline and the long term plan in play to do so. Otherwise, just make good standalone movies. I'm still one of those people that believes I don't care what y'all say, I liked Man of Steel. If Man of Steel were a standalone movie, I was cool with it. After everything that came after Man of Steel and how none of those things have aged well for me. Yeah. It, I appreciate Man of Steel more. You know, we, we talk about the Dark Knight trilogy, which, again, it's, it, was, it was a... You can tell that the Dark Knight trilogy was laid out ahead of time to read into this, this, this three-part narrative, and they took their time, in, in, especially because of Christopher Nolan, Yeah, they took their time in crafting that, and they had a, a, a very good storyteller to, to bring that vision. I, if, if it would have stopped with Batman Begins, I don't know if it would have had the same impact. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, By itself, Batman Begins had some problems, but right. that they clean that up as it goes. Right. So, that, you know, that's just, it, it just, look, you either built for it or you're not built for it. Right. DC still has the most iconic characters in comics. 100%. And the fact that they keep dropping the ball just lets you know they don't have they don't have people with the heart of the comics in mind and and they're just they're just some Warner Brothers like There's show. less and less faith there yeah. for for the viewer, for the audience. Like 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 the the fact that they've dropped the ball so much, they don't get the fanfare when they when they do these rollouts yeah. that they probably should. We should probably be very excited for a Green Lantern show. Mm. And we're just not because, one, um, we haven't seen any evidence that they can tell a Green Lantern story on screen properly. Right. And, two, um, they've decided to go with Hal Jordan, which, even though I like Hal Jordan, is probably the, the least interesting character to run with for the kind of stories that they're clearly trying to tell. I, they could have gone with a – at this point – the collective consciousness recognizes John Stewart, and they probably could have done that. Mm. So that's that's our two cents. Fuck him. Fuck him. Um, Sedina has a okay. Sedina wrote us via uh, Gmail. So on the so the bit on excessive cleavage at Stake Forty Eight really got to me. As a woman with a full as fuck rack. Uh, I'm tired of others trying to control my body image. I wore minimizers at jobs for years because I was told my natural chest size was inappropriate even when fully covered. Uh, I've recently gone back to regular bras and after the shock of relearning how to live with wobbly boobs that knock over everything, I'm finally feeling better about their size. The problem isn't breasts, it's how they're sexualized no matter the age or size. It's hot in Houston. If I need to wear something low cut so I don't feel like I've created my own sauna, I am going to. Also, what is excessive? For some women, just wearing a bra creates cleavage. Well, that's bars. Uh, and maybe leave women's bodies alone and stop creating toxic images around them that damage us for the majority of our lives. Better yet, everyone should be more like Oz. Titties. Am I right? 
You are correcting. You are correcting that. As a matter of fact, it hits the Dino with the air horns. Uh, titties, indeed. Um, I don't understand how women with big titties exist in Houston now. Like it's ninety degrees now in the dark. We're recording this at night. Thank you for your sacrifice. Um, just know that the titty shirt also comes in a V-neck um, low swooping design. This is true. Get your merch. Get your merch. Enhanced for your pleasure. And for people like you who are sick of being objectified. Yes. The new design is exactly for you. Yes. It says my eyes are up here. They're up here. And it points to your face. Yes. So It I also comes in a racerback um, <laughs> tank top design. Tank top design, correct. Also in a swooping v-neck, if that is your preference as well. But it's about your eyes. Opinionswildblack.com. Get your merch. Um, thank you, Sedina. Thank you, David. More power to you. Um, Mary, may there be baby powder in your future. Real talk. Real talk. I, do women put deodorant under their boob? Baby powder. Baby powder. Baby powder is the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, uh, we can just, I guess we can just jump right into the uh, top three STFUs. Let's go. Who are the three people in America who need to shut the fuck up? Number three. Uh, number three is Monique. We've already unpacked that. Um, it, it was just... And and to add on to it and not to belabor it at all, I think I'm less upset with Monique as I am with the people that... Mon the people, the bougie black niggas that Monique has emboldened. Mm-hmm. That jump right into the respectability politics and calling people ghetto and the, look, I was a fan of that joke, that Chris Rock joke of there's black people and there's niggas. The joke has not aged well. We're not at a point in the culture where we should be making those differences anymore. As far as I'm concerned, you are all niggas. All of you. You are all niggas. Every last fucking one of you. Um, we shouldn't be making those differences and I feel like the old school thought while well intended it creates that divide and the fact that Monique said it and you always know when the busters come oh Monique just told the truth I hate when people say that because they say it about Kevin Samuels all the time first of all Monique didn't tell the truth Monique told your truth and you you are not the arbiter of what is ghetto and what is not. Because I guarantee you, you do some shit too. I guarantee you. I guarantee you keep something in a crown royal bag. I guarantee you that you don't use the twisty ties for your bread and you just spin the little fucking plastic thing around and call that wrapping up the bread. Well, why are you attacking me? <laughs> 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 I guarantee you there are some of you that go outside in slides and socks. There are... Uh, there, Y'all, look. We all do... Like, so this man is really reading me for filth right now. <laughs> God damn it. Damn. <laughs> we all do some shit. We all do some shit. You know, there are some of you, if I go in your house, the door is not attached 
You just prop the door up against your fucking door frame. Okay, I've been there. I've been there too. Especially the closet door. Oh man, fucking closet door. Man, I man, my my apartments I grew up in, I couldn't get any fucking privacy. But like it's it, it it's just washed. The whole respectability politics thing and you know it's washed because Don Lemon has done a complete one eighty been around the world, I yeah yeah and back again. Don Lemon left that shit. And Don Lemon had a job to keep. Yeah. Like most of the respectability politics people from a certain time have given that shit up because they know it doesn't fucking matter. That doesn't affect you. And we and guess what? Everybody's like, well, they wear them in public, so we so and so we can comment on it. We have to have a come to Jesus meeting about the fact that everything that happens in public is not necessarily for public consumption. Everything that happens in public is not necessarily your fucking business. The only reason you think it's your business is because we've been programmed in this way where it's not our business, but if somebody presents it to us in the form of a meme or in the form of a post that ends with thoughts, all of a sudden now it's our business and we can talk shit. Everything that happens in public, everything you see happening is not your fucking business. And I have to work on this too because I tell people all the time, well, this is a public post, so guess what? I get to comment on it. That's not necessarily always true. Sometimes I got to shut the fuck up too. And sometimes y'all got to shut the fuck up, but Monique got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, I, I like I say, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to clear war on Monique. I don't want to call her a coon, but at the same time, I have to feel like is older sage advice necessary? Yes. Do people at the airport trying to protect their hair need it? No. So that's that's where it should end. Number two is Kwame Brown. Oh man, we were just I have never seen somebody fuck up such goodwill among the people in the course of a fucking week. Less than a week. My God. Kwame Brown had everybody on his side. And then, and we gave him five minutes. We gave him a hard five minutes of fame. And what did he do with it? He brings people like Joe Brown, who called Kamala Harris a whore, on his platform. And now he's brought Candace Owens on his fucking platform. Somebody who... The thing about Candace Owens, why I've always said we need to stop engaging her is because... We're not. We never engage her on. We never engage her on our landscape because she's because she's brave enough to never to never come into our square. She doesn't. She doesn't have any place in the black blogosphere. No. She doesn't have any place. On, we're never like she doesn't have any place on the Breakfast Club or you know whatever Charlemagne's podcast. She doesn't have any place on like Z Way. We're never going to see her there. We should never see her there. Maybe we will. I don't know. We're never gonna see her on like Jesus and Miro, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Shit like that. No, no, that ain't happening. No. And and the fact that Kwame Brown has invited her into the square, the circle, what the sphere, whatever you want to call it, to talk her shit and not challenge her on any of it, gives her power because she's just gonna be- run back to her white base and go see how they act. 
and just going to go back to her white base and see and say I have my finger on the pulse because I talked to Kwame fucking Brown. And you did that. You did. Kwame Brown did that. And to be fair, I don't want to put all the blame on on him because we kind of created Kwame Brown. He's been the butt of he's been the butt of our jokes for years. I say our, not necessarily mine. I ain't even fuck about Kwame Brown, but he's been the joke. He's been the butt of our jokes, but for years. And I can tell you, as somebody that grew up ostracized and picked on and made fun of, that eventually, when people, when when you spend long enough with people not taking you seriously, and you being convinced that they don't give a fuck what you have to say, you say anything you fucking want to. Yeah. And that's when we see the real you. And in that regard, we kind of created him. I mean, kind of like how kind of like how Godzilla was born from, you know, dropping bombs or dropping radio enough radioactive bombs and pollution what I don't know whatever that made a little lizard a big lizard. You know, I'm one of those people that gave Kwame Brown some bars back in the day. A lot of people did. It is what it is. You know, I mean, he... A lot of times, when when someone goes through the equivalent of bullying, they will double down in areas that, 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 don't, agree, that don't agree with the sentiments of the people who harassed him. So it's natural that if, if he does have to go to a place, he's not going to go to a place uh, where, you know, where the Jamals are. No, he's going to go to a place for someone else who's been ostracized by the community, and that is the the permless wonder known as <laughs> Candace Owens. <laughs> Wait a but he still needs to shut the fuck up. Oh, not the permless wonder. Yeah, the the land of the edgeless. I was going to say the the patron saint of no baby hairs. <laughs> And you know what? The more shit she talks, I have to say, like there was a time when Candace Owens was a was a little attractive, a little. I'd never fuck her, but a little. And the more shit she talks, I have to say, the more she is turning into just kind of a featureless death eater. Wow. I, like, I like to sit there. I like her to sit with Amanda Seals one day and watch them both self destruct. <laughs> Oh, someone who knows everything versus someone well, someone who knows a lot versus someone who knows nothing. Well, let her talk to Monique. <laughs> Please, God, let let her and Monique have a fucking conversation. <laughs> Holy shit! So much condescension there. Um, yeah, I, and and again, I didn't. I don't feel sorry for Kwame Brown per se. I do. I do. I do recognize that we, the culture, kind of created him, and he got to shut. He, but he still got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And uh, number one, the number one person who has to shut the fuck up is this guy. We found, is this guy from TikTok, this black guy from TikTok, who he and his daughter want want to end critical race theory. Mention the top of your- nope, that wasn't the one. <laughs> that wasn't the one. That's not quite critical race theory. That is not critical race theory at all. That was fucking Kevin Gates. I mean. 
a line can be drawn. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to make that distinction. A very jagged, jagged line. Observe this motherfucker. All right. Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow. yellow. Right? Black. And and how we treat people is based on who yes. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See? This is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not gonna happen. My baby's gonna know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone, you can make friends. <laughs> yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. Okay, for those who are not familiar with what critical race theory is, very simply, critical race theory is the... Um, belief that racism is social is a social construct and that it is not merely the byproduct of racism but it is it is an intentionally embedded facet in most aspects of our lives uh, in particular our legal system so it is the, it is the theory that race is an intentional factor in the way that our laws are constructed and how it affects certain people correct and it also kind of unpacks how just racism really just seeps its way into our everyday social and political lives, yep. basically. Um, so here's the thing about that guy that you just listened to. That had fuck all, everything he said had fuck all to do with, with critical race theory. That is correct. Everything he said, well, most of what he said was a nice thought. It's a nice thought to impress upon your daughter. Yeah. However, has fuck all to do with critical race theory. Critical race theory does not want to destroy any of that. It does not want to make your child into a cynical, non-believing person. It doesn't. It doesn't want to take away your child's innocence. Correct. It does want to. Ha- it does want to make sure that your children in school are having the proper discourse and are having the proper context to American history, which is quite often um, erased, which is quite often um, altered by white people. Again, how white supremacy and racism seeps its way into your everyday life. We talked. Talk, we talked Black Wall Street earlier. Exactly, and which is not taught in schools. It's not taught in schools, and even when people are reporting it now, a hundred years later, they say things like, "A hundred people died amidst the violence of, you know, of of the Wall Street, Black Wall Street massacre," when they really should say, "Thousands of people were killed, murdered, were murdered by an intentional attack from racist white people." Um. You know who wanted to destroy like state the intentions very honestly. That's that's what critical race theory does is that it 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 shows you like this is the reason why shit popped off the way it did. It's not the Black Wall Street massacre was not something that happened. Correct. It's something that was done. 
now, by itself, I don't. Now I'm not mad. I'm not mad per se at this guy, but it has to be unpacked because where did I find this video? I didn't find this video on TikTok. I found this on Rudy Giuliani's Twitter page as him making the case for critical race theory to not be taught as standard curriculum. And this is the new Republican Party line um, because no matter who is in office, the Republican Party still knows who their God is. Trump. Um, And this is this is him making the case. Why I want this guy to shut the fuck up is because if you don't know something, it's fine. If you don't know what a thing means, it's fine. By itself, that could be a teachable moment. The problem is, is that he jumped up strong and wrong, ready to promote this shit to the world when he didn't know what the fuck it meant. And all that does is give the white people cause to... to um, co-opt you your words will be used against you by the wrong people 100 percent. and now they're gonna go we'll see one of one of your own people understands what we're talking about you know what you know what they won't ever use against us eat a black owned dick. eat a black owned dick <laughs> and the problem here is that now they're gonna co-opt you now for all i know I'm pretty sure this guy probably doesn't have anything in common with Rudy Giuliani or his ilk other than this particular issue that he is and only because he is misinformed on said issue. He probably doesn't know any of these people, any black Republicans from a can of paint. But they're going to prop him up as their, I'm going to go ahead and say it, as their coon. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, that's what they're see. That's what they see him as. I'm not calling him a coon, but that's what they see him as. That's that word again. They're gonna prop him up as their coon. Look at the coon. And then when the backlash comes, they're gonna leave him hung out to dry to hold the bag. Okay, looking for you. And then they're gonna say shit like, "I'm involved. Uh, I'm I'm evolving on this issue." I'm evolving on the issue of critical race theory. Once they once they get their nuts nailed to the wall about it in the primary debates, they're going to say I'm evolving on this issue. I'm 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 looking more into the facts of the issue. Evolve these nuts. Evolve these fucking nuts. And then this black dude is going to be left holding the bag and all of our vitriol is going to go towards him. When he didn't mean any harm, he just didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Like seventy percent of the people on TikTok, mm. and now we're and now we're slandering each other over some shit that white people perpetuated. Nothing like usual. Fuck him. So I'm kind of so I want him for his own sake to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Go away. Get yourself educated. Ask a black person about what it is you feel so strongly about but are misinformed on. Come back with fresh eyes. Teach your daughter something real. And then we can have a, and then we can have a conversation and we can all 
get together, shake hands, and tell Rudy and tell Rudy fucking Giuliani to suck his to go suck his own crypt keeper dick. And stay away from young women. And stay away from young women. And stop letting Sasha be- well no, keep letting Sasha Baron Cohen break you. That's that was funny. I'm just saying, man. We like we we gotta we gotta help each other a little bit on these things, but y- y'all gotta meet us halfway and chill the fuck out. This is just like when Killer Mike ran out there to the NRA to go talk to them and 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 hear both sides and all that shit, and the NRA fucked him over completely and took all his shit out of context. And we had to tell Killer Mike to go the fuck away and, and, and sit down for a little while. <laughs> and go work on that fucking Run the Jewels album. I'm just saying. It, it just keeps playing out and we keep letting it play out. And it, we got to learn, man. We got to learn. And sometimes we got to grab our own and just, and just pull them lightly by the coattail. Tell them, come here. Come here. Sit down. Sit down over there. Sit down in the fucking corner. We will, we will talk in a moment. We will talk in the locker room. I have to take care of this white motherfucker, but you have to sit down and chill the fuck out. I'll deal with you in a minute. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, yeah. We did the fuck out of a podcast. Fuck. We, we, we podcasted the fuck out of a podcast. We podcasted the shit out of this shit. Boy, I tell you. We're, I think we're getting better, Randall. I mean, can't get worse. <laughs> that is 140 or 141, 141 podcasts in the can. Man. Y'all, this shit is gaining traction. We're like two weeks away from the anniversary episode. We're coming up on the anniversary. That, that first, it two is. weeks. And then we've got episode 150. Yeah. We got to make 150 fun. Yeah. And maybe by the end of summer we'll do episode 100. <laughs> maybe at some point we will we will we will surprise y'all with an episode 100 uh that we owe y'all. That might be like a Facebook live show or something. And we're getting close. I don't want to say anything, but I am making the rounds about guests. I talked to a couple of people. Okay. Talked to a couple of people. I just I'm just compiling the list. Okay. Um, there's no sign-up sheet, y'all. There's no sign-up sheet. <laughs> and, y'all, if I want to talk to you, I'm going to reach out to you and talk to you. Please don't be... Well, yeah. For, y'all, I, guess, I guess y'all can still ask to be on the show, I guess. I, like, I, I'm, I know the people I want to talk to. I'll, uh, the nice way is I, I know who I want to talk to. And uh, I, I have a list in my head. So... Uh-oh. I'm making the rounds. It's gonna get fun, y'all. It's gonna get real fun. Let's go. We will be here. We're gonna be here because the pandemic ain't over, and even after the pandemic's over, we still gonna be here to help y'all get through this. Yeah. Because ain't nobody okay right now. No. Um, we still trying to get through, get out of this shit mentally. Especially me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've definitely been out in the world more than me, so <laughs> I'm gonna keep a little diary or something of my. Gallivants in the outside, if that happens. Um, until then, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 
141 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I'm still D-Random. And as always, forever in parting, titties. Hold on, Sedina. It's not so bad. Hang in there. Bye, y'all.